This is the open bar, opening bar. Actually, I think I forgot this part. <laughs> Thanks for listening all up in your car. YouTube Live is where we are. Wait, are we J Mike? That's my co-host, by the way. They sorta call me Gabe on the mic every booze day. Oops, I meant Tuesday. Though really, who's to say? I think it's about time to press play. Go. Uh, what do you? Okay, I, I, I wait. What do you wait. mean? How can you? What show? What show? You're 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 saving what for the show? Go ahead. Oh, right now? <laughs> yeah. Who knows? <laughs> Just share it anyway. No, no, J Mike's talking about uh, Dan and giving him a new new nickname because he's showing us some skin before uh, before we press the big red button. <laughs> so I, I thought a, a third fitting name might be Casper. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> with, the, with the white, we we used to call uh, you know back in the club days those girls that look awesome in the club, and then uh, then the next the next the next day not so much. You know, we used to call them Casper because the, the beauty just disappeared. You know. <laughs> wow Damn. hopefully this is the, wow. this is the rated no <laughs> casper the dancing ghost i like it <laughs> would you say that is sammy watkins like from week two on is that oh, wow two? sammy watkins super bowl champion Ah, oh. take that from him, Gabe. Does Mike yeah. Evans have a championship? You, nope. Uh, OBJ? Uh, nope. Jarvis? Nope. Sammy Watkins is the greatest wide receiver in the 2014 class. Book it. <laughs> Boom, shock <shakalaka. laughs> I'm saying that. Ta okay. Tally those guys up. Tally those guys up. No, four, I get it. four guys. Yeah. How, how many? I mean, how many wide receiver one seasons do they have? A bunch. Mm -hmm. How many Super Bowl titles? Zero. Yeah. Sammy? <laughs> Holla at him. Thousand yard mm -hmm. se seasons, you know, double. Digit touchdown seasons, a lot, a lot between all of them. But listen, Super we, Bowl titles, no. We yeah. call we right. call Tom Brady the goat, not because of how many four thousand yard seasons he has or anything of that nature. It's is built on the mm -hmm. greatness of his runs in the Super Bowl. Sammy Watkins yep. was the wide receiver that carried his team, put the team on his back though, like Marshawn Lynch talked about, <laughs> put the team on my back though, and Hope carried him. By cooking, yeah, hold me exactly. <laughs> by, by making Richard Sherman look like a has been and carving up the San Francisco defense. I'm just saying that you can't dispute facts. Sammy Watkins, Super Bowl champion, hated or love it. The underdog's on top. That's what 50 Cent once said. Damien Williams <laughs> might have something to say about that, J Mike. <laughs> Wide receiver you know what? wins. Uh... I'm, I'm not letting the facts get in the way of a good story here, Bobby, so you can keep that. <laughs> Wow. I don't think I've ever uh, besmirched the name of Sammy like publicly to you and you just snap back like that. I mean, bro, you, you didn't wait two minutes. You didn't no. wait two minutes until the show to start. Shooting. I was just crazy. <laughs> uh, the heat, the fire, and it's here. It's the open bar. It's live. It's 9 30 Eastern uh, ish. All right. I even started a little early for you, you cats out there. You know, just purring away, waiting for us to go live. I did it because we had we had a good little start there with nicknames and Casper. And see, I with the Casper thing, I thought you were going with what Dan was showing us before we got on air, but you went a different <laughs> route with the ladies and whatnot. But uh, uh <laughs> <laughs> Dan, don't yeah, show I your legs. Get more trouble, so I'm just gonna quit. Right there. Man, I thought that's why you invited me here. <laughs> All right. Um, 
yeah, shoot, we're here. J. Mike, what's up, man? How are you, bro? We continue the the long tradition of keeping it a buck here and, and killing it here at the open bar. This is fantastic. We've got a full house this week. It's not often that we get to have four guests. Uh, never mind four absolutely incredible dope guests. Uh, one long timer, a, a BFF of the show, if you will, and three noobs. Uh, whoa, that was fancy there with the names Ooh. popping up. Uh, uh, get 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 the people, get the people involved <laughs> here. <laughs> and and before we even got started, I'm not even gonna wait this week. Not even five minutes in. Shout out to the chat. The chat is already litty city. Uh, good to see you all this evening as well. Uh, we're going to get into a lot today. I'm excited because there are a billion and one great minds on the show, none of which are named J. Mike, and I'm excited to be a month. So I'm, I'm excited for tonight, man. Let's get into it. How do you how do you know that this is you? You got the show sheet. Who who is responsible for the show sheet? Let's start there. We can introduce our first guest with that. Who who is responsible? Dan. Dan. All right, Dan. So uh, we will start with intros, and that means with you, my friend. How are you tonight? The GOAT what? District in the house. Yes, indeed. Hey, yes, yo. yes. happy to hear, be here. And uh, yeah, thanks for, thanks for having us. Uh, JD and I just got done uh, doing the GOAT District last night, so, just so we could clear space for you guys tonight. And uh, it's great to be here. Um, you can catch me at Overhyped Sleeper on on Twitter, just drop the final E from Sleeper. Uh, and we are having you for the first time. Is that correct? Because yes, I, that is I correct. know we've I'm... we've podcasted before, Dan and JD, but apparently we we only do crossovers on your show. We have to go over to your <laughs> house. Right, right, yeah. Uh -huh. That's that's why it's great to be here. I am a virgin to the uh, the open mic, open bar. So we're we're excited to be here. Well, we may as well just hand it over to your co-host, JD, the at Goat District handle himself. What's good? Thanks for having us, man. I'm uh, I'm glad your 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 moms and pops uh, finally let you guys invite us over. You know, you guys come <laughs> over and play with our toys, so now we get to come over and play with your toys. So uh, we're uh, honored, and uh, this is going to be fun, man. We're looking forward to it. Do Do you know how hard it is to get a passport nowadays to try to get you <laughs> across the border and whatnot, JD? Yeah, we I, had to I, go through some hoops just to get you, you know, on this show. I, I just literally got my Nexus card a week ago, so I'm, <laughs> I'm 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 fluid, man. I can go across that border easily right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, rolling through the six with our wolves, with our goats. Um, all right. So we, well, we lost Dan Bye, Dan. It was, it was nice to have you on tonight. Um, Hardly knew you. it's the, the Minnesota Wi-Fi man. The, uh, overhyped, overhyped sleeper indeed. Yeah. He just ghosted. Okay. I get it. He ghosted. There's a all right. Casper. Now I get it. All Got right, him. Dan, you did it. Okay, cool. Yeah. Good joke. You know, with your nickname and all, you ghost us. Ah, yeah. Okay. Don't do it again. All right. You have the show sheet. We need to know what comes next. All right. <laughs> uh speaking of next I, I believe dan told me that bobby was to be introduced next my friend my i feel like he's my neighbor hey hey pal hey bud <laughs> how you how's it going gabe how's Dude, it going I, J mike i miss you man i miss you too when you we talked about this last night so for people who don't know gabe got me into less boring cocktails like gabe came down to new york and was like all you drink are old fashions 
basically called me basic. And so now I drink more <laughs> intriguing <laughs> cocktails and I have to like, I text in menus sometimes. I'm not even kidding. I text in menus of drinks and I'm like, all right, Gabe, what we got tonight? Yep. I, I'm always intrigued. I love to to see what like awfulness that people are <laughs> trying to do or, or amazingness. But um, what, what are we flexing here, JD? What do you got? We've got a Great Lakes, man. My favorite IPA. A little Canuck action. A little Canuck action. He's he's going. Uh, he's gonna go chop some wood. Yeah, man. This is some good uh, IPA right here. Okay. It's a little. What is it? Five point two. It's a little five point two. Keeping it light tonight. I don't want to get too crazy on the open bar. I'm like, this <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to get carried out of the fr- of the open bar. You know, on my first time here. So. Yeah. I I don't I don't think we're gonna be able to carry you back across uh, <laughs> the, the lake, the river. I don't, I don't know how to get to Canada from here. So. Uh, are, are you saying Are you saying you don't want to wake up uh, in the morning and have someone call you a ghost uh, with, when that happens? Is that what you're saying, JD? Yeah, <laughs> I'm probably a ghost at my age now. Anyway, I'm, I'm comfortable with it. <laughs> I'll be like, honey, it's 10:30. I gotta go to bed, man. <laughs> <laughs> All right, and last but certainly not least, he is third. He is the third mic. You're gonna have to tell me about that because I only see one other mic here, and uh, well, you know, six, I suppose, but one one named Mike, and it's not even the first name. So, elaborate on this third mic thing here, Mike. Oh, it's actually more simple than uh, than you would hope. So, uh, I'm just I'm a third. I'm Mike Talanko the third. So uh, I just figured I'd throw that out there and see if it's stuck. And now it's third Mike everywhere, except for Instagram, where I'm the third Mike everywhere, which is weird. Mm, that was taken. <laughs> uh, it was strangely enough. So okay, what are you gonna do? Yeah, <laughs> you kind of you kind of one upped them though with the with the everywhere bit. This is true. Uh, yeah, well, I like that. And I, and I only use Insta for work anyway. Uh, and as uh, as Jim, I told you before we started, like I travel a ton for work. I'm in Chicago right now, but I'm supposed to. I usually hail from Cincinnati area. So, oh, oh, Cincinnati, you say? You mean mm-hmm. home of Skyline Chili Whiskey? Brought to you <laughs> by the. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I hear it's good for soaking noodles in. Uh, so. <laughs> oh man, it, it, it's a it's a good uh, it's a good Pepto Bismol equivalent as well. So uh, <laughs> just on the day. Yeah, it ain't real till you got the neon cheese, right? So. <laughs> Look, ask Gabe about it. Gabe was brave enough to eat it and uh, for the first time, and then get on an airplane shortly thereafter. So, out of boy. He was he was here this summer and or this fall, and literally uh, I met him for I met him for obviously the the game that we went to and right before he left the next day, uh, we had we had lunch with John Bosch and Gabe had it for the first time, <laughs> and then yeah. about two hours later had to get on a, an airplane. So he was uh, he was super brave. Yeah, that was set up for a disaster. <laughs> Heavy on the aster. <laughs> Made it though. Made it though. Feel like that was uh, definitely something I'm going to put in my memoir at some point in this life of mine. Uh, all right. Well, enough about Skyline. We'll talk about that later, I'm sure, or I'll have to leave mid pod to you know do my thing. But uh, Jay, Mike, you say we have this huge show. Plenty to talk about. Uh, what are we doing? You got something? You got something right away? What are we doing? 
<laughs> well, there's a there's a lot. Oh, no, there's nothing planned, obviously. Uh, yeah, at least okay, not this okay, week. Okay, okay, okay. Um, but but the tons of folks in the chat. Um, and I do want to give shout outs. I haven't done that for a long time. First in the chat this week, Trader Joe. What up, Joe? Uh, he uh, the he's everyone. He's doing fantastic work over at the DFPN. So uh, with graphics and everything else. Uh, Russ out Dynasty Outhouse was good, man. Uh, we he and I plan on doing a live trade sometime today. And I have, I do have. I'm so glad you brought this back up because I'm, I've got a question here about that shortly as well. Bill McCarthy, what's up? Uh, Super Duper Flex himself, Big B, Mister Fusion Fantasy Football himself, what's going on, man? Commissioner McGriff, as you all can see, <laughs> <laughs> Skyline Protein Mix. Oh gosh, that's a uh, that's scary you hours. Don't like yourself. Yep. You do, you don't like yourself. Uh, I think it's more of a cleanse. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Without question. Uh Aaron Bogan, what's up, man? Hope you're good as well. Up in Maine. Spoonie, even Spoonie's dropping in. See, you guys bring out the heavy hitters. Yeah, the, the folks that, that show us love who we haven't seen for a minute. You guys are you, you guys are bringing out the heavy hitters. So we appreciate you. Uh one of the things that I want to do, guys, I'm I'm actually curious your all's thoughts on this. The <laughs> the, the the great J.J. Zacharyson uh, came out with a podcast, I think it was today, talking about some of his dynasty sales. Uh, and I'm really curious how you all think about this, because I have a lot of the great DeAndre Hopkins all over the place. Uh, and he, and it's not like he's saying he's not going to be productive or anything of that nature. And he gives a really good reason as to why. But uh, DeAndre Hopkins moving forward, I'm just curious, can we can we talk about uh, this concept specifically of selling high, not so much on running backs. I want to talk about selling high on wide receivers. Um, we've got a couple of guys, actually a, a whole generation of guys who are now entering this interesting <laughs> age Dan, spot. That, where it, That's up to Dan. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> it, it, it's this it's this really interesting uh, like age group, right? So they're coming into their like 28s. And we think this is like this is their primes and things of that nature. But pretty soon they're going to be 30 and they're going to be Julio and you're not going to be able to sell them for a ton. Right. So wh- how do we navigate? How do you guys navigate uh, this area where we where we try to maximize the value on these wide receivers who have been uber productive for a very long time? But we know the table is going to fall off soon. H- how do you guys navigate that? I'm curious. Don't everybody jump in at once. <laughs> yeah. Well, for me, it, it it really depends on, you know, are you are you contending? Do you need the production or is this, you know, somebody that you should probably selling and just trying to get younger? Um, you know, if you're contending, that's just part of the price of of getting those points. You have to you have to pay a price that when he goes from 27 to 28, he's going to lose some value. When he goes from 28 to 29, he's going to lose some more value. But meantime, you're getting those points that you need to win leagues. So uh, that's just the trade-off you're going to have to make. And you have to decide, is it worth it? If it's not worth it, if you don't feel like you can really win a championship, you're probably better off just trying to move that player now uh, when he's still 27 rather than trying to wait until he's 28. I mean, you know, we've got Keenan Allen on that same uh same cliff. I, I know there's a few others as well. And, you know, they're they're difficult to move. I just moved Keenan Allen for Adam Thielen and a, a 2021-10, I think it was. Yeah, 110. And, you know, that was just, it, it, I got kind of, uh, you know, people were like, yeah, that's not the greatest trade. But 
On the other hand, I was able to move off of Keenan Allen for somebody who I thought, you know, with Adam Thielen is probably going to do just as well production wise. And I got the 110 out of it. So that's kind of where I stand on it anyway. You know, it's kind of interesting this offseason, having played Dynasty for a while. I don't know how long all of you have been playing Dynasty. I know Gabe has been playing at least a while. I haven't talked to anybody else about how long they're playing. I know, J. Mike, you're still relatively new in the scheme of things. But the 2015 offseason, right after that 2014 offseason, season where all those rookies hit, there was a huge youth craze in among the entire Dynasty community where it was all about those 2015 picks is all about getting the young players who are going to be on your team for the next 10 years and be these elite producers. And you need to sell whoever was already over the age of 25, because they might as well be using a cane and Walker. And honestly, that didn't pan out the way people thought part of that was just the rookie classes coming in. But, and I think this comes from honestly, our man, uh, Jake and playing with him a lot, but I always think of the value versus value to your team, meaning perceived trade value versus production those guys are bringing to your team. And so DeAndre Hopkins is not a guy that I'm necessarily selling unless I'm getting a blow away offer for, because I know that I'm going to compete with him for the next two to three years. And if I'm trying to project out past that, I don't think I'm playing dynasty particularly well, because we don't even know what's going to happen season to season three years out. It's forget about it. That's just my take though. Yeah, there's I think there's three things you got to consider here. Um, you know, anytime a player's value is close to a peak or anywhere near number one at their position, for me, that's an opportunity to sell. Definitely contender, non-contender is a factor, um, but you can even pivot, right? So even though you're a contender, let's say I value someone close to Hopkins value right now, but maybe it's a younger player that everybody's not maybe pushing to that level yet. And I can add like a pick to it, uh, add some value to my roster, then I'll do that. But I think the third thing to consider is, yes, we want value. And that's definitely how you build up your roster. But there comes a time where winning takes over, you know, building that value. So I think if you're at the point where your your team is ready to win and you're honest with yourself and you know what your roster can do right now and you've got Hopkins there, it's kind of hard to, to, to go another direction unless you get, you know, an offer with like Devontae Adams, Tyree Kill, you know, someone in that range that can, and then something on top, you're not losing that production. But if you're contending, you're not going to get rid of that. Um, but again, these are the pieces that you got to move because what happens is there's the opposite of that. Dan and I are in a, in a big chat with, uh, you know, some, some dynasty people. And we were talking about it today, like, one of the challenges is when you look at your roster and you've got a bunch of the, a bunch of players that are not like their values are down now. So if you've got Juju, um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, guys that have got, I got a bunch of them where their value is just low right now. So it's not a good time to sell them. Right. So OBJ would be one OBJ Kamara, not a good time to sell these guys, you know, so wait until their values back up, hold those guys. Uh, but a guy like Hopkins, he's still at the top of his game. And Bobby talked about it like 27 for, for a receiver. The the last thing I guess I'll touch on is there's a big difference between your running backs and your receivers. The, the receivers, you know, the longevity is there. 27 is young, man. They're just starting to hit that peak. So, again, if you're contending, it's hard to move a guy like Hopkins. There's a lot left there. So the only way I'm really going to move off of it as a contender is if I can get something that I consider close to that value and then something on top. 
I, I find it super intriguing how, uh, and I guess this is to be expected, uh, two guys from the same show kind of being on the opposite ends of, of the spectrum on this one because uh, similar to what, and shout out to Deltron in the chat, uh, Commissioner McGriff, uh, he, he, I think that he kind of rides in the camp with um, th- this basically being a value proposition, which is what you're proposing, JD. Like, hey, uh, w- when they get to this top spot, you know, there's a uh, there's a certain point where the value is no longer going to be as bright as it is now. Whereas Dan saying, "Look, like I will, I'm, I'm happy to ride this train for a few more years and and get all these points." So I'm, I'm I find it uh, obviously you can win either way, right? If you're if you're making it happen uh, with that, but I I just find it really difficult to be okay with moving someone uh, of the magnitude of Hopkins because he's been so good for so long. And now he's technically, I think for the, uh, for the analytics crew, shout out to all you guys uh, for, for the analytics crew, he's coming into what is considered like peak peak age, right? This is, this is peak producing years for someone like Hopkins, right? Is that, is that fair? Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I think he's, he's been in his peak for a couple, three years now. So, you know, I, I, I think, I, you know, we, we, uh, one thing we do as dynasty players is we like to look at those curves and, you know, we, we fit everybody on that same curve and it says that, uh, you know, wide receivers peak at 27, but that's the aggregate of all wide receivers, not each individual wide receiver. So every individual wide receiver has their own curve and we have to recognize, you know, what the curve looks like for the particular player that we own, um, you know, rather than just trying to mash them into that, that general curve. And, and there is just one thing I will add. Uh, the one special thing with the receiver position, you know, pretty much opposite to something like the running back position. Like if you threw a name like a Kamara up there or like a running back or even CMC right now, to me, the one thing with receivers is once they've hit that, you know, wide receiver one season, that top 12 season, there's a higher chance that they're going to repeat right. um, a, a top a top season whereas the running backs are not the same man we see them at the top and they drop like you know the cliff hits really quick so for me you know your whole i I was i saw a tweet i don't know if it was today yesterday just people with cmc talking like oh you can't sell cmc he's a running back man at the end of the day he's a running back we've seen the values go down yeah he's getting hit less he's small he's catching the ball that's awesome um, but he's number one running back right now. And and if you look back at history, the number one running back is rarely back in that value the, the following season. Um, so you, I mean, you've, you've got that ticket to its max price. So why not, why not capitalize, you know, and, and build, build your roster even more again, the, the contender thing is a big thing, but just to differentiate between the receiver and the, and the, the running back, these top end receivers, these top guys, they are guys you want to kind of gobble up and collect uh, if your roster is contending. So I'm talking out of both sides of my mouth. Is what I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm about to say a song. You went full circle. <laughs> <laughs> I'm Canadian, depend, man. Though, I'm political. Mean, you know what I mean? Yeah. It does depend, though. You can't. You, I mean, there's no way that you can just put an ans- a simple answer to this. There's just, there's just not one. <laughs> and uh, yeah, sure, sell like based on logic. But what are you replacing with? And what's going to happen right. because you just did that? So, right. Uh, you, you obviously, if if he helped you win, you want to continue to win. So, that's the goal, right? To win. And, and if it's a rebuild, then maybe that is the move. But it, you know, certainly just depends. 
This is this this conversation's awful, J. Mike. I need I need concrete answers. I need things to be determined, not to be determined, but to be determined. Unbelievable. Um, so unappreciative. Um, so let's let's do this then. <laughs> let's do this. Uh, I am let let's say you're in a super flex league. Let's say that, and, and this kind of leads into another conversation. This will be fun. Uh, when we're looking at January ADP over at DLF, what up DLF? Hope you guys are well. The <laughs> what quarterback in a super flex, in a super flex league? Uh, what's the worst quarterback that you trade for Hopkins straight up? So I'm, I'm looking at the I'm looking at the top. I mean I'm looking at ADP. This will be fun. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson. I don't think you're getting Hopkins. Or excuse me, I don't think you're getting any of those guys for just Hopkins, right? Is that fair? That's fair. Okay. Uh, could right. could I get Kyler Murray with just DeAndre Hopkins? Depending on team needs, I'm going to say yeah. Okay. I think the the youth hype with him is strong, though. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like the, yeah. The potential like that uh, people see with him is really strong too. I think that'd be a tough one to to wrangle. Okay. Yeah, it's, it, that's one of those ones where you look at it and you say, well, he's, you know, he's blowing Hopkins in the rankings, but whoever owns Kyler Murray probably is the one who drafted him. And so it's probably, you know, kind of got a vested interest in him doing well. You know, they want to be proven right and they haven't quite yet been proven right. You know, they feel like they're on the right track, but they, you know, they, they want that validation of saying, yeah, I totally nailed that pick, you know, and then being able to hold it over the entire rest of the league. <laughs> the other thing is I have uh, one for you by the way in a super flex league I'm in I just saw Lamar Jackson traded for DeAndre Hopkins and like two more first which was a ridiculous trade wow wow well, wow. where, where where are you guys valuing Hopkins right now? So so start with receivers. Where where are you putting him? Dynasty receivers. What is he top ten? Top twelve? Is he top five still for you guys? Is he top three? Listen, what what they say he's, in, in my in my books, uh, JD, he's top two and he's not two. Ooh, <laughs> that's and then and then who do you who do you put in the top tier for quarterbacks? Who who do you include in that uh, elite group? I, I don't want to dominate conversation here, but for for me, it's just Lamar and and Mahomes. Um, so you, so I, you're not in, in at least in my book. If I have Lamar or Mahomes, I'm not. Like I'm not doing straight up for Hopkins. That's well. That's kind of what yeah. I was getting at with Kyler. Yeah. So that's why I'm trying to to, to place Kyler in that QB right. ranking versus where you're valuing Hopkins. Because to me, yeah. if I've got Kyler, you got to come to me with way more than Hopkins, man. Because right. that's that this to me. I've I've even I've done a couple startups. Uh, you know, I said I wouldn't uh, in the last couple of weeks. And, and Kyler and Superflex is a guy I reach for. Like you know, after the top three, Watson, Mahomes. Um, and Lamar, I mean, I'm I'm pretty much on Kyler. Yeah, Dak's there, but there's so much uncertainty right now. We don't know where he's going to end up. What's what's going to end up in Dallas? So for me, Kyler's kind of like the next guy that that I like to pick up. Uh, and maybe I'm reaching, but again, you know, our boy Nate Pilmer, shout out to the Goat Leagues. You got to love the upside. And and you know, he if you look at what the kid did as a rookie, you know, we see what Lamar did and Mahomes and 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 all those guys. So so it kind of got overshadowed, but. Kyler was a rock star as a rookie, man, and and he can only be better next year. You would hope, 
uh, in that system for a second year. And, and, you know, hopefully they, they kind of solidify the receiving situation, but, um, yeah, I think you got to come to me with a lot more than Hopkins just to get, maybe not a lot more, but you got to give me more than just Hopkins to get my Kyler Murray uh, share. Let me, I, uh, let me. sorry, J Mike, I'm, yeah. I'm looking through this, uh, ADP myself and, and I was about to bring up the point of you know why kind of of what the worst quarterback is that you trade for Hopkins and there's there's not going to be many like one for one trades like ever in, in dynasty so I mean I was thinking maybe what can you trade down for with some sort of QB plus uh, if you're giving away Hopkins and, and Kyler certainly fits that mold a little bit but I keep and Dak too but you kind of keep going and it, it starts to get scary quick <laughs> it's right. like just yeah. considering like, like a 10? what what you're giving up uh you know in, in just perennial elite production and then you you go to a guy like baker that you know some people are still confident in but shoot you don't know uh, jared goff a couple years ago i don't know like stafford's might be consistent or cam like he had his years and now is he injured is he f- playing for the panthers like seems like there's a lot of risk uh surrounding those guys and I don't know. That's a tough, it's a, it'd be tough to trade away an elite guy like that and trading down in a package like that for me. I might take a lot of hate for this, but the reason that I'm, I said I would take Hopkins probably over Kyler, at least think about it, depending on team needs is exactly the, for the reasons you just listed Gabe of we've seen guys like Baker come out and dominate as a rookie essentially. And then he had that down sophomore season and his value is down. And it's weird to be this guy because I am usually, you'll see all over Twitter, I'm usually team like quarterback value and super flex is much greater than pretty much any other position. But I'm also starting to be a bit more balanced where I'm willing to wait a little bit on, let's say, the QB2 position. And so if you're telling me it's Kyler versus Hopkins, I might, as a Kyler owner, if I have at least another good QB2, I would at least consider it because there is that chance that he's not who we think he is and he might actually be cashing out at his max value. Mm, Mr. Serviceable QB two himself. (laughs) (laughs) I'm looking at this ADP as well. The, the DLF January, 2020 and just looking at the quarterbacks in it and Man, what a bunch of ageists that we're doing these days. <laughs> Come on. Guys. Yeah. Seriously. Oh, nobody's mentioned Russell. We, we, we've got I'm very offended. I was I was coming to I, that. I've, 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 I, I but Russell's above I, I put Russell with that those other three. So I would take Russell right. over yeah. Tyler straight up. But Come at me. You've, you've got Daniel oh, Jones yeah, at course. the number twelve man, quarterback, man. and then Matt Ryan Bro. at number seventeen. Matt Ryan's only thirty-four years old. That's still young for a quarterback. You know, or, and Daniel Jones is 22. What are we going to hold on to Daniel Jones for the next 16 years or something? No, Dan, 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 Dan let me let me pause you for a second. Let's come, let's come right back. I want to, I'm going to come right back to you in in my trade addicts league today. And this is this is partially why I asked this question. It was it was a trade that happened, and it's just one of those things where I was kind of shocked by the sticker shock at first, but it was like, okay, maybe this makes more sense than than I originally pay attention to. So, uh. <laughs> And we're talking about these players. So we're talking about Amari Cooper was traded in a trade axe league today. Obviously, these are incredibly sharp people. And I actually I like the deal a lot because I find it interesting for the value proposition for both guys. Amari Cooper was traded today straight up 
for Daniel Jones, who is number 11 oh, in ADP. Who was this? Under Let me quarterback. Ask, I'm not, no, I'm not, no, I'm not even doing all that. Come on. I just, I just <laughs> want it to be known. Like, obviously, these, like, if, if you believe in a quarterback, and specifically these guys who are really young before it's really, before they've blown up or broken out, like, this is probably the last chance that you'll be able to buy Kyler at a manageable price before things get bonkers maybe even the same thing for daniel jones if he continues to do his best josh allen impression right <laughs> or, or something of that nature Jim, um, but dan the article going. i'm putting off my bad dog my bad dog my bad. i'm writing a daniel <laughs> jones article that i keep talking about that i've been talking about for a month and i haven't written a word but it's happening <laughs> keep going dan i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you off i just want to throw right. it out there real quick which is part of why so, i asked the question in the first yeah time. so i mean you know it just looking at the quarterback ADP, you've got Daniel Jones at at 12, and he's had one very uneven up and down year where he turned the ball over like crazy. Um, you know, yeah, the 40 point weeks were nice, but how do we know that's going to continue? I mean, you know, it, Blake Bortles, you know, uh, Mitchell Trubisky, you know, don't guys like that give you pause when you're thinking about where am I going to draft Daniel Jones in the Superflex? Meanwhile, um, at quarterback 17, you've got Matt Ryan, who is about as steady as they get. I mean, the the entire offense is really based around the passing game. He's got just incredible weapons. And you, we're going to keep him at 17? No, I just I don't get that. Uh, Dan's going to me, gonna make me burn out with some Daniel Jones stats that I've been saving for this article I've been meaning to write. All right, all right, let's, let's have him. Just so among rookies that started at least 12 games, he had – the most in a 12 game sample over 300 passing yard games him and kyler were actually tied but because kyler started more mm -hmm. he has the most in just that 12 game sample of someone who passed for over 300 yards which is pretty good he also had a ton i mean yes he had those huge boom weeks and he had the fumbles and whatever but you have to and this is coming from a very biased giants fan obviously but you have to consider the fact that saquon barkley had a hurt ankle Golden Tate missed some games because he was suspended. Sterling Shepard had the concussions. I'm not saying everyone's going to stay healthy, but if they stay healthy or if they draft another guy or bring another guy in, you have to imagine that he does have some upside that he may not have shown yet. I agree. The fumbling is a huge issue, and I plan to talk about it in this imaginary article that may or may not get written at some point in the next year. But he is not getting – it's really interesting if you look – so there are some people who have him at QB12. And then if you look at the DLF staff ranks of QB ranks, there's some people who have him at QB12 and then some at like QB17. And some of that, I think, is people holding on to this idea of like he was a gross pick. And some of it is people questioning whether he will be inconsistent or not. So you're not getting QB12 prices for Daniel Jones right now. You're just not. But hopefully I eventually will make an article that will make you change your mind, Dan, that he is worth those QB 12 prices. I, I'm looking forward to reading that article. My, my, only, not thing, my only thing with that, Bobby, is, is look at the supporting cast, right? Like I understand there was injuries in New York, but those injuries mattered. Whereas in, in Arizona, I mean, if a receiver got hurt, who is Isabella, who cares? Like who else was there? They had no, nobody other than their running backs, which, okay, Drake came in late. David Johnson had a decent start. Chase Edmond is a dream with the upside, you know, hoping that he gets a chance this year. He looked all right. But other than that, 
you know, they didn't have like a stud tight end there to, to kind of give the rookie tight end a, a nice or the rookie quarterback, a, a safety blanket. It, you got to look at the weapons he had to play with. Right. So, I mean, Jones kind of sat into like Dan's Corvette, you know what I mean? And, and, and had a <laughs> shout out to Dan's Corvette, uh, <laughs> but, but you know what I mean? Whereas like, like Kyler Murray is, is the sports car. We're, to be clear, oh, I'm not saying I would take Daniel Jones over. I think Kyler that's what you up. said. No, I think, no, but you're, I think but you're, comparing, you're comparing the rookie season. <laughs> I'm saying at their prices, I would take. I would wait to take Daniel Jones over taking Kyler when you have to take him. But you're also comparing a guy that, like, to me, you're like, what's Daniel Jones's upside? Like his his ceiling, right? Like he's a QB two, no? In in serviceable. Serviceable, exactly. What <laughs> what's Kyler Murray? He can be Lamar. Ja he can be Lamar Jackson next year. You know, if, if things. We don't know what Arizona does this offseason, what they add. And even if they don't, these rookie receivers, I mean, these guys have talent. They, they, again, that, that second year thing, uh, he's a rookie. So I don't know. I, I just think that Daniel Jones came into a bit of a better situation. I get the injury thing. But uh, when you got a guy like Ingram, you know, Devin Ingram there, uh, you got Saquon Barkley, you know, arguably with top, top running back, top two running backs. You don't have that in Arizona. But you're also yeah. kind of just making the argument for Daniel Jones. What you're saying is he has the <laughs> love those that. are things that we look for in fantasy quarterbacks now. Meaning yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, part of it, too, I think we need to look at, you know, how do the Giants want to play moving forward? Uh, you know, they have Joe Judge as head coach. Uh, they, they put in Jason Garrett as the offensive coordinator. Uh, you know, it, it's it's always instructive to look forward as well and think about what type of system they're likely to implement. And Joe Judge seems like he wants to put in, you know, another one of those Belichick systems, which is defense first, let's get the defense right. And then we'll worry about add, uh, adding offensive pieces. Um, and, you know, while they have some pretty decent pieces in, in New York right now for Jones to work with, uh, I, I just, I don't know if they're going to be as wide open if, once they get that defense together a little bit, you know, and they can hold down the scores, you know, part of what Daniel Jones was doing was just running around trying to win games while his defense kept bowling leads. So uh, if that doesn't happen anymore, then where are we going to be? Dan, if I'm wrong about Daniel Jones being a good fantasy asset because Joe Judge made a Belichickian system in New York, I will gladly eat the L on that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> this, 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 this has the makings of, of, our first open bar bit of 2020. Oh my! Uh, that's what this oh has. What's where's the where, where's the what's the bet here, guys? What's the dividing line? What's you know where you know what's the Daniel Jones line of infamy here? Oh, I don't know. What's the difference in their ADP right now? That's what I'm. So right now, difference in who? In uh, well, in, with Jones, Jones is what twelve according to to DL, yep. you guys at DLF. So he's twelve. Kyler Murray's five. So they're both, you know, it's a low QB1 versus, uh, you know, top mid QB1. It is dynasty. So it's hard to, to relate that to their scores, you know, going into next year. So what are we exactly betting on? Just 2020? You know, what, what's the deal? What's, Jones was what within Bobby's a game? point per game of uh, Kyler Murray this past season in terms of fantasy. I will bet that they finish within a point per game, minimum 10 games played in 2020. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> as the Schwing. official bet 
as the official bet master on on this uh, podcast, I would say that's a pretty fair bet. Woo! On both ends. Woo! One <laughs> point per game, Dan. What say ye? <laughs> I, no, no, I listen, decide, don't, don't Casper no. us right here. <laughs> mm-hmm. now, now I got to decide how much I like Kyler Murray because I was talking. <laughs> this is, it, I, I'm getting shoehorned into JD's bet here as well. <laughs> just, but just, just to give you guys, just last, That's, if you're looking at 20 other rookie seasons, uh, fantasy points per game, Kyler was 12, uh, whereas Daniel Jones was 16. The difference is about a point. So, so Bobby's over. Bobby's like Vegas over here. His over under is pretty accurate, you know. Right, right, yep. So, Dan, we mm, taking the no. better, or do we need to have a meeting uh, sidebar? Well, yeah, <laughs> we got Bobby's helmet. <laughs> I'm telling you guys, I'm confident. I'll probably lose this bet because anytime I'm confident, that's what happens. But. <laughs> right. <laughs> I, I will say what well, surprised me. I'm, I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go ahead out. Yeah. You know what the heck? Let's have fun. Let's take this. <laughs> yes. There we go. Hey, there we go. hey. all you right. Only, you only you only live once, right? Uh, you know, and and really, Kyler and and uh, Matt Ryan were about the same in points per game. So you know, I I, I think it's fair. Dan, Daniel Jones got a Dan, Daniel Jones versus uh, versus Kyler Murray, one point per game. So if it's more than one point, I win. Fantasy point. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. Minimum 10 games played. So injuries do matter. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But at least least since we're keeping it a PPG basis, it won't matter that much. I don't even know what the terms are. I just agreed to the bet. It's a George (laughs) bet. So, <laughs> yeah, bet. a George oh, awesome. Avatar bet. Yeah, George bet. I've already gotten yelled at for buying things just for jokes for the fantasy community, so I can't do a George bet. Come I mean, on, you're, Bobby. You've had a you, mustache for the community. You, you've gone full Gardner yeah, Minshew for the community. That mustache was for men, <laughs> man, and the community. Everybody owns an old pair of jeans and a pair of scissors. You'll be all That's right. That's right. Yeah. So, exactly. Right. Will be I, I think that's fair. I do own an old pair of jeans and you know, scissors. And I think your, you know, your Daniel Jones angle uh, comes down to the idea of of you know what we play here day in and day out, which is risk reward, right? So. Um, you you get a little bit of that risk back on where you're probably going to pick them up uh, and the value you're going to get them at. Um, but you take that risk on like the health and, you know, surely the Giants can't be riddled with injury every year, right? Uh, but, but, You'd be uh, surprised. Yeah, wait, like, as a... <laughs> As a Raiders fan, I never know what's going on with my team. So, but, but like, but, um, but, you know, like the, the reward there could be, could be really good, right? Um, and I feel like if you're balancing it right, like right now you're looking at Kyler and everybody smells and sees the reward. Um, and they, they don't really see the inherent risk as much. Um, so I, I like your I like your angle on it. I'll wear George's with you if it if it doesn't go your way. Nice. Right. Oh, three even three way George bet. Two against two. This I didn't agree to a three way. I mean, I don't know about that. <laughs> uh-huh. 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 It's a serviceable three way though. Oh yeah. <laughs> True. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and we have our title of the show. 
Do we all have to wear jorts, though? Yeah, sometimes you only guess it's not going to have to wear jorts. As well. <laughs> that's a mess. <laughs> oh, man, that's a mess. Um, I, I, <laughs> I can't even. I don't know if I should apologize or say you're welcome. Oh. Like, <laughs> we got it. <clears throat> In the back. Hey, hey, Mike, I got a little trade action if you guys want to. Uh... Yeah, we'll trade to talk about here. It's not tight end preem, but it's uh, it's got a couple studs at the tight end position. Our boy Randy, the outlaw from the goat uh, goat leagues. This is super goat, which is super flex. So he sent. Uh, wait, did he? I can never read these things. I don't know who sent which. Dan, help me out. Did he send or did he buy Kelsey? Uh, let me. And these pull up the trade. Hang on. So basically, Kelsey went for Darius Slayton, Austin Hooper, and a two hundred five. I'm going to let you guys chew on that while I grab beer. And that is not <laughs> cheap tight end premium, you say, yeah? It's not. It's just super flex. Super okay. flex, yeah. So is it Hooper 205 and something else for who? Uh, let me pull it up. Kelsey, was it Slayton? Kelsey, this, is, uh, this is what I believe we have here on the, on the official open bar ticker. If you join us live on Tuesday, 9.30 Eastern-ish, you have the official open bar ticker going below the, the faces of these beautiful gentlemen, sometimes ladies. The trade is Kelsey or Slayton Hooper and the 205 in a Superflex non-tight end premium league. Yeah. Mm. I, you know... Snoozy. <laughs> I'll let you guys comment because I'm already I'll, in the league. So I I'll I'll go out on a limb here and go first. I've been known to say plenty of crazy things. So um, so I don't know. Like I, I find the Slayton Hooper pick side intriguing, and I know that Kelsey's like you know that the premium asset, obviously. Um, but. You know, you wonder now that now that he's got a ring, how the hell old is Kelsey? Is he like like late thirties, mid thirties? I think he's early thirties. He's early thirties. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's thirty one, I believe. Thirty one. So you wonder like um you wonder, you know, how much longer he's gonna stick around, what his longevity is gonna be. He's been fairly healthy, which is good, but you know, I, I love Hooper a lot and I feel like I feel like Slayton and a and a pick in this draft would be enough to push it over uh, for me at least. I'd I'd go with the package. I hate to uh, three way comment. I bet I know. Would. I hate to beat the joke down, but that is kind of a serviceable three way right there. Slayton it, Hooper in two hundred five. Wow! Well, if you're gonna Hooper beat one down, the that's the one. Yeah. All about the package. <laughs> yeah. I love this package. So. <laughs> Got a hoop in it. <laughs> but, but I think what's, I think similar. Go ahead, go ahead, Gabe. I was just gonna say, what's crazy is that that, that this is actually being discussed, and Slayton is in this package as well as like the two hundred five, and all you have to add for it is is Hooper to get Kelsey. I mean, that's that is crazy to me. I I I just I'm I don't care about Slayton or the two hundred five, but to give up Hooper is kind of, you know. A bummer to me because I feel like he could hit that next tier where you know Kelsey Ertz 
um, have have been these past few years, and he he might be up next on that. Uh, Dan said that Matt Ryan's only thirty four years old. That's young for a quarterback. He said yeah. it. I heard him say it. Well, yeah, Cooper but then you're Hunter. you're assuming that Hooper is going to be in I, Atlanta, and I'm not sure if that's a fair assumption. Oh, that's true. He might not even be there. Right? Yeah, it's, I mean, yeah, you know, yes. he could he could be anything, even a boat. He could be anything. <laughs> <laughs> even a boat. Dan, Dan had to throw that in. But you know yes. what? As, as a Ridley owner, I would you know, I love I love Hooper, but as a Ridley owner, I wouldn't mind Hooper leaving because I think his no. points are like quadrupled when Hooper's not around. Yeah. I'm yeah, I, I, I think um, you know, this basically you're taking a very safe commodity in Kelsey, or you're you're getting kind of the grab bag here with Swayton Hooper and a 205 because we don't know where Hooper's going to end up. Um, Swayton had a lot of touchdowns last year, so we don't know how sustainable that's going to be. Uh, though I know Bobby certainly hopes I was just, it's sustainable. I was <laughs> well, man, first you came for my Daniel Jones and I said something. Then you came for my Darius Slade. And I, I, <laughs> next, next he's coming for Saquon and Bobby's just going to flip <laughs> Uh, right. According to uh, Zach Reed, Tacit Assassin 13, I am the number mm. one Darius Slayton fan. and I, uh, I'm actually a pretty big fan of Slayton myself. Uh, so. Bobby, did I miss your whole Slayton take when I walked away? No, there's not really no. a big Slayton take. It's just he had chemistry with Jones, but I could easily see it being killed if they draft someone, even though they probably shouldn't. There's all these mocks of like the Giants taking Jerry Judy at like four. Don't do it. Don't. <laughs> Please do that, <laughs> New York. <laughs> that, that would, yeah, that would. So, uh, so the exciting part about Hooper for me too, right, is you know by comparison, he's like half a decade or more younger, right. And if a team, if he isn't on the Falcons, right, so if he's not with the ageless one, uh, Matt Ryan, right, <laughs> then, then, then um, <laughs> the next ageless one, maybe. Uh, then I, I feel like he's been in the league long enough and people have seen enough to like know what they're getting and know what they're going for if they're going to sign him. So I don't see somebody signing him who's not going to use him. You know what I mean? Like, I, I don't feel like this is going to be like, dare I say, like an Ebron situation if somebody signs him where like he looks great for a year again and then all of a sudden you're like, where the hell did he go? Like people really know what they're getting with them. I, I just feel like if he goes somewhere else, so you might not know what he's getting just because tight end in a new situation, new offense, sure. it's going to take a bit for him to catch on, you know? Yeah. It it could be, but I mean, you know, it's not like you're going to sign Hooper for his blocking, right? Exactly. That's True. my point. You know, his, his, his blocking is, is relatively terrible. Um, so. <laughs> Turnstile level, right? <laughs> it's, 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 it's approaching that. <laughs> You know, it's it's not quite Matador level, but uh, turnstile, yeah, that's probably pretty there's, close. There's slight <laughs> resistance. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> so, you know, I I I think whoever ends up signing Hooper is probably signing him for his receiving ability, and often he gets used split out wide. Um, you know, so a lot of times he's not even going to really have that in line blocking or even pretending to block anything like that. So I. I think he'll probably transition a little better than some tight ends would transition over to new offenses. But, um, you know, there's always a danger that, you know, you're going to get somebody like the Colts who, you know, signed Ebron and then they already have uh, Doyle. And so they end up just, you know, killing both of them for fantasy. Yeah. 
Minnesota, Minnesota final. Oh, God. There we yeah. go. Oh. Yeah, no, yeah. Run three TAT sets. Oh, actually, three way. There you go. <laughs> yeah. Seahawks. The difference between, uh, sorry, just to go back to Ridley without Hooper, just to give you guys, like, it's pretty significant, man. You're looking at a 10 point difference. So 22 points when, when Hooper's out of the split versus 12.7 for Ridley. So it's pretty significant. Hmm. Yeah. And, and and I think I, w- I want to push back on you guys for for a moment because not long ago we were just talking about DeAndre Hopkins, uh, and I think he's just con- a consensus top five guy for everyone at wide receiver. And we said, hey, if we're going to move him, then I need a guy who's not too far behind him tier-wise, and I'm going to need some juice on top of it. So I don't know if this is the juice that that would get you where you want to be with because I think if you're taking on the Slayton Hooper 205 side, you're you're giving away the best player and you're taking on all the risk. You're taking on the hope that Slayton doesn't get usurped by Judy or whomever else. You're taking on the hope and and not to not not to mention uh, if we're looking at Jesse Reeves, what up, Jesse? I hope you're in bed, son. Uh, Jesse Reeves <laughs> points out that hey, if a guy who who flashes like this when the situation is kind of a poop sandwich around him what's the likelihood of him of him actually maintaining this heat as as time goes on who's to say that they don't bring someone on to be able to to usurp him so you're 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 banking on slayton you're banking on hooper landing somewhere and continuing his ascension in target and market share that he was doing in atlanta in which just in case for the folks watching at home (laughs) this is hooper's target share or targets in his first four years in atlanta 27, 65, 88, 97. And that's 97 targets in 13 games. So he's starting. I mean, he was truly heating up to be one of these guys, maybe even to break into the top three, right? To be the new, maybe replace Ertz or something like that. You're, you're taking on all the risk. And I don't I don't know that that juice is worth the squeeze for Kelsey, who's 30 and doesn't turn 31 until the end of October next year. And he's magnificent. And he's with Mahomes. Like yeah, we, I'm with Jay Mike. I snuck in that I would take the Kelsey side, but you just summed up exactly why so perfectly that I'm not going to add anything else. <laughs> I, I think I, I, guys like Kelsey and Ertz right now are, are kind of being devalued more than they should because yes. the advantage yes. that they offer at their position, especially tight end premium, which most of us play now, I'm telling you, man, I repeat it over and over. If anybody listens to our show, you look at my my teams that made it to, to the finals or that competed this year, and, and it's something that I changed a couple of years ago in, in the way I approach my roster construction. I never invested highly in tight end, even in tight end premium. I was like, you know what, I'll get guys low. I'll, I'll, I'll get lucky and, and throw guys in there. But last year I invested. I, I went out in my, my FFPC 500. I invested in a guy like Kittle. Uh, it's the first year in a super competitive league where I made it all the way to the finals. Uh, any other league that I made it far in, I either had Kelsey, Ertz, um, Kittle, uh, my favorite, and then um, even Hooper a bit. But I find like Ertz right now being completely disrespected and Kelsey the same. I think people forget that these tight ends are playing till their mid-30s. Most of them, yeah, there's injuries and it's a tough position and all that, but it's not like a running back or, or, you know, receiver where 30 hits and that's it, it's over. So, I think that there's opportunity here with with getting yourself a stud and giving yourself that that advantage over most of your league mates going into next year. I also want to say that if you said that Memph was involved in this trade, I know who sent which side. 
<laughs> what a Randy. <laughs> I'm a hustler, homie. You will crush the macaroni. Yeah. I just uh, <laughs> I just I just find that interesting. And and now here's the thing too. Let's say Austin Hooper stays in Atlanta. Does everyone keep the same answers? Yeah, I yeah. think so. I, I mean, for me, it's <laughs> the whole deal yeah. is just the, the fact that this isn't a tight end premium. So yeah. that yeah. makes Slayton and the 205 more valuable versus Kelsey. So that that changes the answer for me. If you're talking tight end premium, then I'm going to go the Kelsey side. Can if I we're ask talking, a question, Dan? What are the yeah. chances that Slayton or the 205 is getting in your starting lineup? So really, uh, Kelsey versus Hooper, at least in my opinion. Especially for right. the FFPC. I, I mean, in, the short, in the short term, no. He's not, you know, but you, you know, you have to take a look at your team situation. You know, I, without looking at, at the rosters, which I don't have memorized for those two guys, uh, you know, I don't know, but if I'm, if I'm looking to, you know, try to, you know, if I feel like Hooper is going to be pretty close to Kelsey and then I can get Slayton in the 205 on top of it, then that's the deal I'm making, uh, you know, which is, I think where Randy's coming from on that you know i don't think he needs slayton but he's just you know looking to to kind of groom him for future value and then move him later that's totally fair answer just curious yeah i just love the perspective that's good stuff the yeah and, and what's funny about kelsey and i don't want to be i don't want anyone to ever point back to this episode and say i was the downfall or this moment was the downfall of kelsey <laughs> uh kelsey's had an absurd amount of of health uh in the last several years um since since 2015 uh he has started all but two games right uh, and and <laughs> like that's that's absurd for tight end right so that's it's super unusual yeah your first kelsey is about to have a freak shorts <laughs> 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 Sell Kelsey now, dude. <laughs> well, I mean, you know, look at Gronkowski. He, he he dinged the Lombardi Trophy, and then his career just went to crap. And then now Kelsey's been shotgunning beers off of it. So yeah, I, I mean, you know, it's over for Kelsey right now. So yeah, we'll see. We'll see him on Mass Singer next season. The, the other thing, <laughs> and JD, I think that I'm, I think that I'm taking after you now, uh, in leagues. I, I've been listening to you, and I've been listening to your basically your fight for trying to figure out tight end, and just like you know what, man, screw this. I'm not going to keep doing this. I'm going to go uh, specifically in premium leagues. I'm going to go try to pay what it takes to get Kittle, pay what it takes to get Kelsey. And let you guys figure out the rest of it. Let you guys work to figure out what what everything else looks like. I'm I've been listening to you for for a couple months saying that now, and I think that I'm probably on board. Speaking of, I need to go try to reach out for some Kelsey right now. I'm gonna do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, tight end is the anti Oreo. I mean, the middle of tight end sucks. Yeah, just sucks. <laughs> oh, let me let me ask you guys this. This will be fun. Uh, so so in a, so in tight end premium. In tight end premium, would you take Kelsey or Hopkins? I'll take Kelsey. Kelsey. Yeah, the it's it's opportunity cost, right? Uh, you, you uh, it's Hopkins, whereas you're not replacing Kelsey easily. 
Gabe? Yeah. Facts? It also depends on the premium. If you're talking like trade addicts where it's 1.75, it's easy. <laughs> if you're talking like 1.5, which most leagues do, it's more of a question. Okay. What do you think, Mike? Oh, no, I think it's hard to disagree for with for, for me with JD. I, I feel like once you hit that kind of premium, like a player like that has a standout value. The, the only premium league that I can think of that well, I'm in two, but one of the premium leagues where I was smart with tight ends this year, you know, I picked up Kittle and, and it paid dividends. And I'm usually a tight end fader. And, and there's two basic uh, things that you can follow here with tight ends, si similar to running back, where we say, you know, get running backs on good offenses with good offensive lines. You want your tight end tied to a good young quarterback. Who the, you guys swear on here? I don't know. I don't, I don't you, you can't. You're good. You're good. <laughs> Like, the the is better than Mahomes right now. You know what oh I mean? He's got Mahomes. Right. Yep. Like, he's, he's, Kelsey's there, man. He's not going anywhere. Mahomes is not going anywhere. Yeah, post-Super Bowl hangover. These guys are going for a dynasty, man. You've got, you know, one of the main pieces in the best offense in, in the league right now. So that's what you want in your tight end. And, and and it's called premium for a reason, guys. You know, it's like super flex. Like I was in denial for the my first five years of super flex. Oh, I don't need to invest much in quarterbacks. Yeah, and then you get smokes. You got Cam Newton, Darnold, and and uh, Mariota on, <laughs> as your quarterback. <laughs> it gets a little rough, you know what I'm saying? So you you start changing the way you play and, and you invest a bit more in those positions, guys. Running backs and receivers are the easiest positions to replace. Period in fantasy. So, you know, you got to maneuver them a little differently, but they are the easiest. You got a lot more of them coming up than than stud tight ends and quarterbacks. JD is also making the case for Mark Andrews, by the way. I just wanted to get Mark <laughs> Andrews' name out there because I love Mark Andrews. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, Bobby, you and I. Um, <laughs> no. <just> well, <laughs> well J JD, your argument I'll, for – to Lamar Jackson throw last year. So, I'm supposed to go on uh, the GOAT district in like a week, right, Dan? Is that, <laughs> that is correct. <laughs> we're, 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 just, we're just setting it up. It's That's like a wrestling all. It's like a wrestling match right now. We're just getting the hype going. Well, and, you, you know, from, me? <laughs> <laughs> from that replacement perspective too, you know, um, I, when I think about tight ends, I, I totally get what you're saying too, JD, because even if you find like a stud tight end out of college, you know, how many years does it usually take for them to catch on? Right. Right. So exactly. there's a long ramp. Oh God, you're going to make me reconsider my life. And, and even when they catch on, <laughs> even if they catch on, how long does it take for them to, to catch on to the point where they're giving you the edge that, that, right. that you, yeah. that you got them for, you know, that, and that Kelsey Kittle edge. You, you can always get these tight ends later, man. Like I, I, you know, in, in dynasty tight ends, probably the last position I'm going to draft in a rookie draft because a, you, you know, as, as we know, our, 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 our accuracy on these things are, you know, not, not as, as great as we think to begin with, but that position, like you said, man, it takes so long. There are outliers, but um, you know, there are better ways to build value in the, in the rookie draft, in my opinion, than going tight end, even in premium. Here's, here's the thing with tight end though. I mean, you know, we talk about the long ramp up with tight end and for the most part, that's true. But if you take a look at the super elite guys and the ones who have stayed at that level for multiple years, I mean, they were precocious pretty much right out of the box. Um, you know, you've got Gronk, Ertz was pretty much right away. He was a producer. Kelsey right away was a producer. Uh, I mean, he was hurt for a year, but then as soon as he got on the field, he was a producer. Um, Kittle was a producer, you know, so we've got a lot of examples of, of guys. Mark Andrews. 
Yeah, and Mark Andrews, you know, so that's that's Bobby's case right there is that he was he was precocious right out of the box. And, uh, you know, that's the only thing that gives me pause. What I'm definitely concerned about is, is Lamar Jackson going to really throw 37 touchdowns on, you know, 3,000 yards again. But then my question to that is when you drafted Kittle, he was a fifth-round pick. You're telling me you drafted him in a rookie draft knowing he's going to be George Kittle? No, 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 definitely not. Definitely That's my not. point. That's exactly yeah. the point, right? So now you buy right. it because you know he's the number one tight end. Right, right. I'm just, I'm just saying that once he started playing, then all of a sudden it, it became obvious really quick that, you know, hey, this is an elite guy. Whereas a lot of tight ends, you know, we think it's going to take a know, two or three years to ramp up to get to that point. So, and often the ones that ramp, you know, that take a while to ramp up, just never reach that height or they, they reach it for a year and then they come off it again. Like where are you guys on Fent and, and uh, TJ right now? Are, are they, are they guys you, you think are kind of the next guys in line to, to creep into this upper echelon is Hunter Henry, a guy that, you know, you guys see going in there is, or where are you guys on, on that kind of next tier that, that have a chance, you know, that we think have that upside. Mm, Anyone invest in these guys mm. last year? You know, TJ. Like I have uh, I have Hawk on a auction, a fourteen team super flex auction league. That I, I didn't get him super cheap either. I definitely paid up to get him because it's partially T prem. But I went in knowing this was probably going to be the case. I hoped he might break out, and after that first game, I got pretty excited. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> and, uh, I realized he couldn't play the Falcons every single week. The heartbreak of the century. But, you know, you go in, if you draft these guys high, and in some cases I think you should, you have to know they're generally going to take time to develop. I will say the biggest cheat code, although it's really hard to predict, is when you can get a guy like George Kittle later in your rookie drafts and he suddenly and they That adds a huge amount to your dynasty team's value. But not everyone can do that and not everyone is George Kittle. So sometimes you do have to, I'm not saying I think these guys are the next like elite tier, but sometimes you do have to look at the next guys if you don't have those guys. And I think Hawkinson and Fant can still be like, I know it's not, this is basically like the serviceable of tight ends, but they could be like top 10 tight ends. Yeah. Hashtag serviceable. Bobby <laughs> <laughs> Brand. Thing yeah, is, so buying, they, their buying window is bigger, though. You know what I mean? Like they have a bigger buying window, whereas you've got guys that hit quickly because they were they had high draft capital. They hit right away, and you know you're not you're not getting them. Like AJ Brown, AJB, right? Dan, one hundred and one hashtag one hundred and one. Um, <laughs> where, whereas Kittle, you you hit, but that's you didn't invest. Like you, you weren't. It's like a lottery ticket at that point when you picked up Kittle, right? He's a fifth right. round tight end. So there's a difference there. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> this is funny, and, and I and I and I like this conversation because of this. The and I let you guys guess, and, and it won't be too hard to figure out. Obviously, the last season for tight ends, and I think this is a key a key thing. Obviously, we've got to follow the targets, right? Follow the opportunity. You can try to follow who you know what things look like or who's trending in the right direction. Last season, if we're looking at tight end targets. There were four guys who eclipsed the 100 target mark. Kelsey, Ertz, Kittle. Do you guys know who the uh, fourth person was? Andrew? No. Not Andrews. Andrews had 98 Not targets. Andrew. He was closed. Yep. Yeah. Uh, the Eagles had no one else to throw to you. 
Who'd you say? Goddard. Oh, nope. Goddard had 87, which was ninth in the league. They had two. They, listen, they had two tight ends in Great the top game. nine yeah. in targets. They're in the wow. How about uh, Waller? It's got to be Waller then, huh? It's Waller. Yeah. Waller, yeah, Waller. Yeah. 17 yeah. targets. So, so what's funny is yeah, I, it, I, it's, it's probably some recipe that you that sometimes opens up way late in the game, like Waller, where you're, he's walking into a situation where, like, man, Carr's not going to throw the ball more than 10 yards down the field. And there's really no one else to be able to throw the ball to in, in Oakland because things are really bad. And then also you have seasons like Evan Ingram two years ago who did the whole George Kittle thing before George Kittle where he was the number one wide receiver when everyone else was dead. Then Kittle did it the next season, which was I think it was 2018. Uh, and then uh, in 2019 we see him ascend. So I, I think it's almost like you have to have the right combination of everything aligning, uh, w- which might be the case with Mark Andrews because – if they don't do anything at wide receiver next year, like what do we what do we do? <laughs> what are we doing? For you know? To buy and, low on him because Daniel Jones is having that big season to beat Kyler Murray. <laughs> <laughs> There's that. There's that. But and, and then also, if you even if you look at a guy like Tyler Higby, you talk about things aligning well. You know, Brandon Cooks goes out with with his injury and his concussion, uh, and and also Gerald Everett as well. Uh, Tyler Higby did not see a game. Earlier in the season, he saw one game with more than six targets uh, before week 13. And it was in week four where he had seven targets. Everything else was threes and ones and not much going on. He This is how he ends the year from week 13 on. <laughs> this is stupid. Uh, eight targets, 11 targets, 14 targets, 11 targets, 12 targets. Right? So, so all of a sudden, everything aligned for Higby. And, and I don't know what that means moving forward if they'll continue to use him more. But for the longest, Gerald Everett's been the, the guy that they wanted to leverage in that spot, as well as the three receivers ahead of him. So d- does Higby carry any kind of weight or momentum moving forward? You hope so. But they haven't proved that over his first three, four years of of being there, even though they did resign him before his blow up. It, I, I don't know. I feel like things have to really align if you're not a super special tight end. Things have to align for you well. For, right. for for a real breakout. So how do you I don't even know how to project that or anticipate that. Yeah, and and one of the players that was pacing for over 100 targets was uh Evan Ingram too. So there's, yeah. there's okay. another one for Bobby. And 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 Daniel Jones. <laughs> it's uh, it's all about Daniel I, Jones. I'm trying to win this thing for you. Jamie, <laughs> that's uh I mean it's not very good to say like as someone who gives advice of fantasy like, all right, so t- this is the truth, though. Tight end, get lucky. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> Look, if people there are coming to be no correlation all except for <laughs> wait, wait for guys and, and honestly take a stab at, at a few because they're they're going right. to be inexpensive. So it's it's okay to to make take that risk. I mean, last year it, it'd probably be like, you know, Mark Andrews. I know two years ago was left for dead and. Um, Ian Thomas uh, maybe could ha- could see the spotlight here soon. Um, who else am I thinking of? Uh, Dawson Knox. I like Dawson Knox first season. He was fun. Um, so those guys could easily, you know, propel themselves into the top ten too. Yeah, but again, it kind of comes down to you know those guys in the middle. Probably you know, especially if they've been there for a while, they're probably not vaulting their way up to the top. Um, so you want to take your shots at the guys who are still kind of finding their way and try to get one of those guys who's going to, you know, who's going to be cheap 
you want to take a lot of cheap shots at tight end or else you want to, you know, like JD was saying, or else you want to pay for the premium one and, you know, just go to bed and rest easy. Yeah, and I forget what the the original people were. It was Hawkinson and Fant, and who else did you say, J. Mike? In terms of what? Oh, so, in terms of like who do we think is like that that person who who's the jump off? Oh no, I, yeah, I didn't say that. That that wasn't me. I don't remember who said that, but those uh, are those yeah. are certainly candidates. So so I wasn't really going there anyway. I was just trying to figure out who the other name was. So <laughs> my 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 <laughs> I know uh, my um. My my posit here is like so you know we don't expect them to like to ascend right necessarily they can't all ascend but uh, to to Dan's point before about the middle like of uh, being gross right do we just get a less gross middle out of these people? It would be nice. I, that, that was our I think that was our that was our hope this year with all the yeah. names like you, you looked at the landscape. You're yeah. in Jokus, your Ingrams, your everybody, and you're like, "There's no way that the middle can be gross." <laughs> and we come to this point, and everything was still gross, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I, I, you wonder if after they get you know a couple seasons under the belt, and and you know the the typical growth pattern that we have for a tight end, do we see the middle like even out? Um, do you believe that's something that? happens that it becomes less gross or are we always stuck in this landscape where um it's either it's either high end or good luck yep (laughs) (laughs) all right well next question (laughs) i'm gonna go get another beer (laughs) i can't i can't remember when it hasn't man and i I don't want to start you know betting now that it's going to to be different Sure. Um, by acquiring middle tight ends. I'd rather acquire the cheaper tight ends in the hopes that they are the, uh, I guess, middle tight end that you're that you're looking for that uh, somehow flattens out. But I- I'm certainly not going to buy middle tight ends in the hopes that they hold, you know? Sure, no. And th- I mean, this is coming from somebody who just told you I'm a, I'm a tight end hater. Like, I'm terrible at draft. And, uh, I wait forever for them, typically. But you wonder if, if that levels off and, and it's not necessarily going to make me like fade off of that strategy if that's what I do to like wait for later tight ends and wait for them to pop. But it makes me wonder, does it, does it make in a non-tight end premium league, does it, does it devalue the guys on the top just a little? Knowing that you're going to get something fairly consistent out of somebody in the middle all of a sudden. Not that we know anything, but if that does rise... Uh, it, it makes me reevaluate that a little bit. Absolutely. Yeah, I think you're right. If you get a if you get a decent, you know, tight end, say four through twelve or something like that, then that definitely takes the shine off the top three in a non-tight end premium. Mm-hmm. Um, in a tight end premium, then well, yeah. it's it's going to be a little bit different, but uh, you know, it's going to take some of the shine off of them too. So I don't think you're missed if I didn't say this for on behalf of John Bosch because we've had a lot of talks about T premiums and what they actually do. They don't make the top end guy. They, I mean, technically they do. They don't make them more valuable in terms of against other tight ends. They'd make them more valuable against other positions. Right. On T premiums, you're still starting those guys, and those are the guys you're starting. And you know who your top guys are, and you know who your growth guys are. So it doesn't really change their value versus the position, which you would hope maybe the premium would. It just makes them more tradable, essentially. I feel like there hasn't, there, there always seems to be some sort of uh, recipe ish with, with 
running backs and wide receivers that people cater to, you know, some sort of uh, breakout age and uh, dominator rating with wide receivers has been a heavy topic for the analytics crew and uh, even to cross over with the film film guys. And then, um, you know, with the uh, uh, combine coming up, there are some things that sometimes correlate to some positives, but I, I've never, I haven't heard the, the tight end bit, or at least I can't remember one at this time. We need to find it. <laughs> let's pause the pod and let's go find it. Yeah, about that. Don't you, don't you guys have like a team of researchers over there at the old yeah. bar? You got like a couple of monkeys back there doing some research. JD, we- there's there's let me let me say this real quick, Gabe, and you can go back. So there's a, one set of podcast hosts who join Best Balls every day and are in FFPC leagues and are just you know jet flying. Woo! Limousine riding, woo! You know the Ric Flair bit, and then there's other folks who are just, you know, another set that are low budget, um, are just trying to keep the lights on, just trying to make sure YouTube posts their video. I, I don't, you know, so you can you can take that for what you will in terms of researchers. <laughs> I'm going to tell you about my crack team of researchers. I've got a, I've I've got three chimpanzees, a bottle of tequila, and a dartboard. <laughs> That's actually what Dan paused earlier when we were talking about our bet. He had to run it by the chimps first. He's giving me Kyler plus one. Come on. Can we can do this. <laughs> All right. So and, somebody and, somebody in the chat is asking about Gasecki, right? Mm. So I, to me, Gasecki is, is a little bit of a bad bet just because we've got Chan Gailey. Um, as the offensive coordinator in Miami, and he's probably going to be running his four wide sets again, which is probably going to de-emphasize the tight end. So just schematically, I think we're probably looking at something where Gusecki is struggling to get targets. I mean, you know, that's not to say he couldn't be good enough to to end up demanding them, but, um, you know, I, I think the scheme works against him a little bit. So unless he's coming at a discount, I'm probably going to stay away. No, no Gasecki fans. No, nobody, nobody heavy on Gasecki. Come on, Bobby. <laughs> Just to go down. No, um, I did write an article last offseason about how Gasecki was. You know, he was that guy before Fan and Hawkinson this year. Last year, Gasecki was the guy that, as our friend uh, Kyle Breck said, had that full circle on the draft mock role. And so he had the athletics. He had the profile. He started. Mm-hmm break out a little bit you do wonder the Dolphins offense is obviously going to be very different because they're going to have some new pieces in there uh Preston Williams might come back Devontae Parker started to break out so it's really hard to say but I can't imagine his price is to the point where you're paying anything ridiculous to acquire him and he does have the athletic profile of someone who could be a very good piece at tight end so I'm not out on Gazeki. I'm not saying I'm necessarily in, but I'm in enough that I'll argue with Dan about it. Okay. Serviceable. <laughs> <laughs> all right. JD, you've been writing all these down, right? So Bobby and I can have a 15 rounder next week. <laughs> I'll be I'll be the mediator. The rest right. <laughs> on my stripes. 
I'm trying to look up some some Gaseki trades over here, but there's uh, on DLF. There's there's nothing too crazy. Uh, you've got him going for a second, a third, and a fourth in uh, in one league, and then you've got him going for like Cameron Brait and a third. So I mean, his his value for where his value is going based on these trade. I mean, he went for a 2021 first, so I you know that's equal to like a 2020 second to me. So and that's uh, is that a 10 in prem? It looks like it's. Uh, it's a 14 team, first of all, so and they can play, you know, one to five tight ends. So he's obviously got more value there. So based on his current price, I think that he's he's not a bad buy. But similar to Dan, he's not really I'm someone he's not someone I'm going to invest to because, like I said similar uh, earlier, you want to tie your tight end to a, a good young quarterback. And you know, as as much as I love Fitzmagic, uh, they bring in Tua there. I don't expect Tua to play this year um base you know just with the injury he has and them keeping fits there so yeah he's he's probably not someone i'm investing in this year for me if i'm investing into the quarter into the tight end position it's because i know what i'm getting back and that's kind of where you, you know if you can get these guys in a startup at a good value that's fine you put them on your bench thinking you know the guy you picked his value goes up but Otherwise, I'm I'm putting my my money in the pot for for the guy that's going to produce and you know one of those top guys uh, or I wait until my team is a contender and I've got the pieces to move so that I can get myself one of the top guys. That's kind of how I'm approaching it. Right, exactly. You want to do what Trader Joe did? I'm I'm reading the chat. Sold Ian Thomas in a 21 first for Mark Andrews tonight. Ooh. Nice. Joe's been on fire with the Joe got that life. look too with his YouTube <laughs> Avi as well. He's like, you like strong, like yes. <laughs> Oh, I, I just realized I'm like, how's Dan seeing this chat? Oh, okay. Hey, hey. <laughs> that's my man right there. Huh? I, I figured out how to join it without knocking myself off huh? the pod, but you know, baby stuff. <laughs> and, I, and I'm the techie guy. Of the, of the I was pod. just about to say, you're, you're, always, you're always getting on Dan about being behind and, and you, yep. you, you know, you up with it. And now here he is showing you up. Dan's there for a reason, man. He makes me look good. You know what I'm saying? Right. <laughs> I'll hold you down, you guys... That's not a tech thing. There just doesn't exist, man. <laughs> right. Hey, uh, J. Mike, are you in Pigs 3? I thought you were. The artist oh. formerly known, my man. Uh, so, yeah, I was. And then uh, I, I am, <laughs> I am no longer. What happened was. <laughs> what happened was. Uh, yeah, I, I, I had a. Uh, uh, some shuffling in life, and I, I had to had okay. to let that one go. I sadly, I just asked because Ingram got moved for T.J. Hawkinson. Uh, yeah. Our our boy Tyler, <laughs> that guy's by far the most active guy in in this league. But uh, <laughs> did yeah, he get he, Ty, did he get Ingram or did he get Hawk? he gave up Ingram for uh, T.J. Hawkinson's his boy. I mean, Hawkinson's has has been Tyler's boy for all right. A long time. He, he uh, seems he, like a on. bit of an ageist because he sent me. We did a direct. I, I never do direct flips like that. Like same position, one guy. He sent me um, Jimmy G for Darnold uh, earlier in the season, straight up, and I was like, "Well, I'll, I'll do it. It's all good, whatever." But he seems to go go for the younger guys. 
Sorry, Tyler, if I'm giving away your secrets. I'm just glad we finally took away Joe's face. It was really hard to pay attention to what everyone else was saying when Joe was just smirking at me out of the corner of his eye. Yo, that's yes. that's the that's FF steal your girl if you ain't careful. <laughs> <laughs> well, like Grace Walker. That's all I'm saying. The yeah, so I, I guess before we before we get ready to to shut down shop, what else do you guys want to chop up with? Uh, I'll, re- I'll reach out to the chat. I know February is not the biggest uh, news cycle, uh, and it's not necessarily something that we dig into. But what else do you guys want to hit on or or chop up? I know we've got the rookie stuff that's been, I mean, flooding timelines, <laughs> flooding timelines, and I've been I've been a, I've been part of the part of the problem or solution, whatever you uh, whatever you prefer this time of year. But I'm excited for the combine coming up and and scouting. Uh, over there with the dynasty dummies, but what are you guys? What are you guys excited about right now this time of year? Uh, J. Mike, didn't uh, we? I mean, I'm just gonna ask you straight up, y- your boy. I-, I saw some sort of update about. Um, we've been talking about the Falcons all show. You know how much you hate Julio. Oh, free- no, don't don't do that. Don't do that. <laughs> I'm just, don't just do wondering. That. Just wondering what's next. Are you, you, know? are you talking about for Devonta? Yeah. Yeah. Man. What? Oh man. What? What? It's a dark day. It's a dark day in Chocolate City uh, right now. <laughs> if, if, listen, if, if Devonta's cut, uh-huh. um, I, th- I think there's a piece of me that will just never recover. Uh, it will. It will never be whole again. Uh, Devonte was my first, my last, my everything, and uh, I don't. I don't know how I'll recover. Uh, but that makes for a really exciting place for a running back to land uh, in this rookie draft. So um, somebody in one of the chats I was in said Brian Hill season. <laughs> All right, look. That's like 25 for 30. I can't take another Brian Hill It is never Brian Hill season. No, no. <laughs> Not going to be able to do it. Yeah. No. I was cheerleading that season last last season, and it, and it wasn't there wasn't much much. Uh, you gave it great out. effort though, yeah. JD. You I gave did it great I, effort. I, I it was, it was not a lack of effort there. on your part. He he was Tevin Coleman <laughs> two point You know, here's the red carpet. Then he tripped. You know what do you mean? <laughs> <laughs> right? Stilettos, man. Oh, it's tricky to walk <laughs> with the spikes. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah, get us get us Jonathan Taylor to Atlanta, okay? Mm. <laughs> Mm-hmm. That would be juicy, and, and, and his offensive line uh, actually shows up this year, and they don't have the rookie get hurt, and they're actually right. decent because they were awful uh, a lot of the year last year. And I think toward the end of the year, they kind of got it together a little bit. Uh, but, but golly, that Atlanta is so I, okay. I'm, I'm and I'm so glad you brought this up, Dan. Who are offenses that that everybody? Not everybody. Here I go again, Gabe. You're supposed to keep me keep me honest with that. Hey. Everybody, nobody, nobody. Okay. Who are offenses that that you see that get uh, just don't get very much love or respect? Who are offenses that you're willing to buy into now? Because I think that Atlanta is going to be really, really stinking good next year. Period. And from an offensive perspective. Uh, I mean, I mean, Julio, Julio, just every year, man, just gets disrespected in, in you know, right. in general in fantasy. You you look at right now, people are just ready to give him away just because he's you know a little older, he you know whatever's, but the, the 
he's the guy's a beast. And, uh, you know, it's like we, we keep saying, who are you going to replace him with, right? Atlanta had a bit of a down year. I think, uh, like, like Dan put out there, his, his, he's got his little Matt Ryan pom-poms on, but I don't blame <laughs> him because – no, I don't blame him because I, I just did a startup. I actually went to Dan, and I was deciding – who was I deciding between Dan? Was it Ryan and who? Again, ah, I don't. I don't remember who it was. I do, I definitely remember the Ryan side, though. Yeah, and 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 it was again. It was like a younger quarterback, but I think it was Darnold. Actually, I think it was Darnold. Was it Darnold? Yeah, it might have been that Darnold been or Jimmy G. One of those guys. But again, if you look at if you look at what Matt Ryan's done as a top end quarterback, he's giving you a winning week every week as a ceiling. You know, so that that's really valuable. But people get blinded by the age, you know. And again, the quarterback, similar to the tight end, we're seeing guys play into what age at, at this point. So guys like Julio get disrespected. You know, we we want the AJ Browns, um, you know, whoever's whoever's uh, coming up right now as the Debo's and those type of guys. But I think that when it comes to receivers, similar to tight end, if you don't have that ageism. And and you're able to uh, put some of these guys on your roster and put them in your starting your starting lineup every week. You're um, it's not sexy, but they produce. And, and I think that again, it comes back to let's let's not forget why we do this every week, guys. We're we're here to win. We're here to win leagues. And I think that people get too caught up in the whole value and making your team look good for whatever two three years down the road. You you want your team to produce on a weekly, and Julio in this Atlanta offense is is uh, going to be firing, I think, in twenty twenty. Right, yeah, they're they're definitely going to be good. I mean, you know, I think a couple teams we can look at are Miami. Um, they've got like ninety some million in free salary cap, and they've got by far the most draft capital of any team available as well. And you have uh, you have Brian. DGAF Fitzpatrick throwing the rock. So, you know, that's uh, that's an intriguing com combination to me right there. Um, another one I think that's pretty intriguing is Indianapolis. I mean, we had a little bit of a failure to launch with them last year. Everybody was all excited. And then Andrew Luck retires and, and uh, you know, all of a sudden everything just kind of goes fizzle. But uh, there's a lot of intriguing free agent quarterbacks on the market. Uh, Indianapolis has plenty of cap room to go out and get whichever one they want. And uh, they have a decent amount of draft capital too. They're over. They're more than average um, as far as what their draft capital is. So you know they're they're another place. You know, like if you're looking at a a Marlon Mack or something like that. Uh, you know, last year he just wasn't getting the touchdowns. He wasn't getting the goal line work. Uh, you know, the offense was just struggling in general. So he might be a, one of those. You know, kind of sneaky. Buy him a little bit low. That's um, another player to add to our fight for next week. All right. Yes. <laughs> Writer downer. Right. Really, really happy that we were able to create your all show sheet for next week. <laughs> our, our pleasure. Hey, Les, well, that's what we're here for. I mean, I don't wow. know. You I didn't think about that, Jay Mike. They, they don't create the show sheet for the open bar. It is where the show sheet is created. Created. Come on. Uh, you got I have a player in seven offense that I want to highlight, which is I don't think Tyler Boyd is getting enough attention considering that. Hey. Oh, all right. All right. Look, oh, right. Okay. Wait, wait. Stop right oh, there, Bobby. Stop, stop, stop. We agree. You guys you guys just became best friends right there. Shut it down. <laughs> that was, his, Lord, olive, that was hey. his olive branch, Dan. That was his olive branch. I know it. <laughs> I like I like the call, Bobby. That that Cincy offense with Mixon. Yep. Mixon, if you're if you're doing best balls right now, he's uh, you know Chubb gets taken, and you know, you got Cooks in there, and, and those top guys. But 
Mixon is sexy and his price is legit right now. I mean, he's he's at a nice value in my opinion for he he could be a top three, you know, by the end of this season. I mean, people see the Bengals as a dysfunctional franchise, but you get a guy like Joe Burrow, and if he plays anything like he just played in his college season, then you have suddenly a franchise that looks much more functional. Yeah, I mean, let's not be crazy they are still very dysfunctional at the top but <laughs> they have managed to hire a coach who who possibly has a clue here and they have set themselves up in a position you know they got a couple offensive linemen last year that didn't even play basically and uh, they'll be getting those guys back so that's like getting a couple first round picks right there and then they're going to add in Joe Burrow and then you got Mixon who was heating up towards the end of the year you got Tyler Boyd um, AJ Green didn't play at all last year I mean you know, this this offense really does look like they are primed to do something. And the defense probably isn't going to be that great. So, it you know, it could be one of those situations where they're chasing points a lot and uh, having to, to keep the ball in the air and keep moving. And Austin Hooper is going to sign with the Bengals. <laughs> yes, there you go. Thank God Tyler Eckford will finally not be a, a breakout <laughs> candidate every year. No, wait till he signs <laughs> with the Patriots, though. <laughs> uh, him and Rudolph. Yep. I don't know. Uh, I, 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 it's it's sad and pathetic. I know, but there there's another offense that's uh Detroit, the Lions. I know in the goalies we got a bunch of depressed uh Lions fans, but Stafford got hurt last year. He was killing the game, man, before he got right. hurt. And they got Galladay there, Marvin Jones. You hope they bring in new weapons. We talked about TJ. Uh, carry on Johnson. I mean, I finally, I find he's very polarizing. So if you are a, a believer in him, I think he's a good buy right now, but, uh, that offense has some sneaky weapons and they're, you know, valued on the lower end right now in offenses. So similar to like a Washington or Carolina, you got some pieces in there. You could probably get at a discount at this point. I want to hear Mike's offense, Mike, we've been dominating the conversation. Chip in here. <laughs> <laughs> No, you're okay. So, um, I don't know. Like, I I want to go out on a limb on on something here, and so I feel like I feel like the Bears have underperformed like crazy, right? You consider the kind of talent they have, um, and where where Tariq Hill was like a season ago, uh, or sorry, Tariq Cohen was uh, a season ago compared to where he was last season, right? Um, even with David Montgomery, like you expect him to drop off, right? Uh, but not completely like disappear, disappear off the planet. Like I was reading, a, I was I was editing a DFF article not too long ago with um with somebody throwing up some stats and like the the differences in in what was going his way was kind of crazy. And that's just one guy. Um, I know it all kind of rests on Mitch and like what the hell uh, like can he decide if he's if he wants to be like a solid quarterback or not, but I, I feel like that that offense for me hit a low this year uh, that it can only go up from. So it's not sexy, uh, but uh, I, I think we saw some sparks too. Um, you know, we saw some life come back into to Allen Robinson that uh, we were afraid that weren't wasn't necessarily going to be there, right? Um, and and I'm interested if that any of that translates over to um, oh my god, I'm drawing a blank now. Um, the other uh, wide receiver that is Anthony Miller. Anthony oh, Miller. Jay yeah. Mike. <laughs> Come on, Mike. Hey, Mike. Come on, Mike. So <laughs> be gentle, please. <laughs> 
<laughs> be gentle to you. Please. I have a lot of Anthony Miller shares, so I'm, maybe it's just me hoping. Right, that makes two of us, bro. <laughs> <laughs> all the A Rob, all the Anthony Miller, both of my it, sons. Yeah. A Rob was such a nice value last offseason. A Rob was probably the best buy last offseason. Yeah, that, 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 that was For a good sure. call by you, JD. There was no doubt about it. You were you were all over that one. Um, and you know, to me, I think with Chicago, they're going to have to do it with largely the same cast that they have right now. They don't have mm -hmm. a ton of cap room. They don't have a ton of, uh, draft picks, you know, so it's going to have to be the guys that are there, but we have seen them do it. You know, I think it comes down to is Nagy going to let Trubisky play the way Trubisky needs to play to succeed, or is he going to try to fit him into that pocket passer mold? Because when he was trying to turn him into a pocket passer during the first half of the season, it was awful. <laughs> It's brutal. It was. I mean, I'm a Vikings fan. I love that part of it. But, um, <laughs> you know, for Chicago fans, I mean, come on. That, you know, it, it's a pretty sad when uh, – well, this is really sad in a lot of ways because the Vikings let Chase Daniel beat them. But, I mean, you know, they, they knock out Trubisky, and Chase Daniel fits the offense that uh, Nagy was trying to run better than Trubisky. What's going on with that? Gabe, what's your offense? You've been awfully quiet. <laughs> I, I've got I've got a couple I've been thinking about. I, I've been wondering I've been wondering about a couple teams that uh, appear to have some QB movement, and I, I'm wondering if they, uh, or even like three teams, I suppose, that have some QB movement that if they still hold um, with the weapons that are still there. Um, Chargers is definitely one that I think about a lot. Um, if Tua lands there and he's able to play the season, or I don't even care if he's not able to play the season, I I want all the Chargers, uh, and then um, uh, the the Bucks. I'm curious about speaking of uh, DGAF guys like <laughs> Fitzpatrick, Fitzmagic, can can the Bucks be like a top tier, uh, you know, passing offense or just offense in general? I guess if it if it's not Jameis Winston just hucking up you know, rainbows, but, um, I, I'm not sure. And then with the, uh, the Panthers are also intriguing to me. Yes. They have a mm -hmm. lot of, a lot of really good players that I, I don't know why Cam wouldn't be there if I'm the Panthers, but I just think he's very good at football, but it's possible he's not. And I've seen a lot of things where they might go and get a quarterback too. So if it's not Cam, I think there is a chance that they have a, they're not just, going to sit for a while, you know, with Will Greer. <laughs> you, you, don't think there, like, you don't think there's not, any chance you're going to tank for Trevor, though? It, yeah, you know, but uh, it just the way that it yeah, – yeah, sure, that's a good idea. <laughs> but mm -hmm. it, the way that it's reading, it, it seems like they don't want to do that, that they want to – and I don't know what the fuck they want. I'm just Damn, like right. – I'm just reading shit, and it seems like they uh, – like I just saw Teddy Bridgewater to the Panthers. Like I just saw them trading up to get – uh, uh, Tua or, or Herbert, I don't know, whatever. So, um, I don't know. Those three offenses, like they have it, <laughs> yeah. you know. And Car and even uh, the, the the defense with the the Chargers, like, man, I I, I don't know how the Chargers never fucking did it without <laughs> Philip Rivers. There it just baffles me, man. So uh, maybe that was Chargers the issue. The best. The Chargers are the best situation. You know, for for a quarterback, yeah. just come in, yeah. and, and just sit down and and just enjoy what's there, and and kind of take that team to the next level because they, there's not there's not they're not missing much. 
you know, right there, now. Other than the there court. has been no team better at snatching defeat from the jaws of victory than San Diego Chargers. <laughs> Seriously, the Los Angeles uh, Chargers. It is no insane. You you flipped the the single score. Like I saw that statistic at the end of the year last year of like flipping the no. um, single score games or or whatever right. single possession games, and the Chargers are up top. And I'm sure that would have like happened forever. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> That's every year. Single possession games with those. That's why they finally have to Here, get the Philip yep. Their nightmare. Here, here's going to be the intriguing thing. Come back oh. in the fourth quarter with two minutes left. And it's Philip yeah. Rivers' nightmare too. Every single game of the Chargers came down to one last drive. Philip Rivers, two minutes, one score. Can he do it? And he flopped <laughs> it. You couldn't do it. But I'm also glad I asked you, Gabe, because there wasn't enough DJ Moore love on this pod until you started talking about the Panthers. So I know. It, I mean, we got we got two guys in the the top fifteen of ADP, and people are nuts about uh, D, uh, not Debo Samuel, uh, Curtis Samuel, um, as well. So I mean, yeah, like great offenses there. Yeah, and the nice thing is their defense is probably going to really blow. Yeah. Uh, yeah, <laughs> because they're they're losing everybody off that defense. I mean, the the entire defense is a free agent this year. Yep. So, so maybe that maybe that is a team that that uh, tanks for Trevor if if they don't work it out with Cam, if they don't work it out with some sort of free agent QB, if they don't happen to trade up for a guy, they they'd be in a great position to just. Yeah, with yeah. those offensive pieces and a, a terrible defense, I think they're going to be you know they're going to be. A, a, a heck young, of a fun young team too. Yeah, they're 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 going to be an interesting team. I mean, I think they're going to be in some some pretty wild games. So, you know, I I, I, I just find it. Sorry, Dan, to cut you off. I just fi- I find it really difficult to believe that. Like one thing we're finding out in the NFL, and we just talked about it earlier. It's it's not easy to find a starting quarterback elite. Um. I see a lot of laughing. What's going on? <laughs> I just looked right on the screen. <laughs> yeah. Screen, man. <laughs> it always makes it better with Joe looking at you like that. I knew that one would happen. Where everyone I, I, I love how they're saying that we got all the, all the, all the, nipples. they got, they got video, they got graphics, we got pictures, we got a headline. It's like, I feel like I'm on CNN. I'm, will, I'm waiting for Wolf Blitzer to come walk right now. Oh, I agree. I I, I giggled when I saw it in the chat, but like with with the face there, it's even better. Yeah, yeah I know. Like, hey, he left it all in the bedroom. No. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, JD. Go ahead, my man. No, no. I I was just saying. I I think sometimes we're we're a little um. Not not like ignorant, but impatient <clears throat> to the fact that it's not easy to get a, a legit QB, like a starting quarterback in the NFL. You know, we, we, we're, we're quick to dismiss these guys and say, oh, they're crap. And Brady's done and River's done and Trubisky's done. And look, man, that, that's the hardest, one of the hardest position in sports, period. Right. So a lot of pressure um, and it comes back to um, opportunity costs. Who are you going to replace them with? So for me. I don't know if you can find someone to replace Cam right now. Who are you going to bring in, Brady? Like, is Brady really Brady, better than Cam? And then are, are they really going to tank with all the weapons they have there right now? Um, I don't know. To me, if I'm the coach, I say this on the GOAT district. If I'm coming in um, to, to the Carolina situation, I'm going to buy myself time. I'm going to say, you know what? Let's give Cam 
let's give Cam a, a bit of, of time here. Let's give him the, the season, maybe a season and a half. And then uh, it doesn't work out. I'm buying myself more time. Let me go get my guy. As opposed to, you know what, Cam's no good. I'm going to bring in my guy now. If it doesn't work off, that work out with that, that lease is, it, leash is very short. Um, so if, uh, to me, it, if you have a starter on your NFL team, it's very hard to let that go. And I don't see Cam not being the starter in, in Carolina next year if he's healthy. JD, I was listening to everything you said, but right after we had that image of Joe talking about Rivers leaving it all in the bedroom, you said hardest position and pressure. And I was trying to have this great face, but couldn't do it. Had to point it out to you. My, Michael Scott whispering over so over your shoulder. That's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! <laughs> hey, Pedro! I will always show this if he ever says that. <laughs> yeah. Hey, so I, I got a question for you guys. Just, just I, I feel like uh, before you close the thing, I got to ask this. I got a bit of pet peeve, but I want to know if I'm if I'm like maybe just you know maybe it's just me or maybe this is just uh, I need to adapt, but. One thing I, I get annoyed with uh, when you're when we're talking trades in Dynasty, I mean, I, I love offers, I love action, I love trades, but one thing that just kind of bothers me, and you guys tell me if I'm wrong here, is when someone sends me a DM or sends me a message and tells me they're interested in a player on my team, but that's the end of it. They, they just say, mm. oh, yeah, I'd be interested in him. But you know what? Here, you do all the work, and you go, you go, you go figure out the offer, the proposal, who you're interested in. Dude, if you're interested, either send me an offer, let me know what you're offering me, or don't bother me. Like, it just bugs me. It's like, why are you even bothering? That to me, that's that's not the start so, of a conversation. No. I don't know. Dan, note this one down for my no. JD. Okay. Yes. Go no. Ahead. It's yeah. It's that's straight bullshit. And and like, of course you're interested. Guess what? I'm interested too, because he's on my fucking team. Like, so <laughs> like like get so, me interested, you know what I mean? Well, make, make me want to move them, not just hey, I'm interested. So like, in counterpoint, but I think all the, information your opponents give you are good information. Yeah. So even if they're just telling you they're interested in your player, hundred percent offers, you can store that away for later and think, all right, I know they're interested in this player. Maybe there's a different trade later down the line, and you have that in the back of your head. I, I mean, I know it gets talked about a lot, but Leo's notebook and just the psychology of other owners. Anytime anyone tips their hand like that, I don't care if you send me an offer. Great. You just let me know you were interested. Now I know you probably value that player at least decently. And I'm going to keep that in the back of my head. I, I get that. And I think where JD is coming from though, is like, um, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's the idea that like somebody comes to you and says, Hey, I, I want that guy on your team. And then they like give you nothing, right? Like it, it's it's the idea that it's like, hey, um, cool. Like, what are you offering, right? Yeah. Like, uh, like, I I find that I find that the trades that work out the best, and and uh, I've only I'm only in a league with one of you on here, right? But Jake, Mike, you can attest. Like, I talk a lot before a trade with you. It's pretty common, right? Mm -hmm. the, the trades that always work out the best is the one uh, for me, anyhow, are the ones that like you. You come in, you're honest with your values, like off the jump. And if you're if you're looking for something, like offer something, and like don't be an asshole and like lowball, like that's not cool. But but like just offer something, like even even if you don't like, 
even even if you don't know what the person's going to be interested in, like just just go with something. Like J, JD, am I am I wrong? Like, is it just lazy to just not go with like? Something? Yeah, that's what I like. I've never gone to someone and said, "Hey, dude, like I really want to buy Travis Kelsey," and then just like mute. what do you what do you offer it's like to me it's like walking up to a girl in a bar and going hi i really like your your dress is really pretty and then you just like walk away you know like what what what's that accomplishing nothing like it's like dan flashing his leg and then disappearing (laughs) then it goes nowhere from there i mean you know exactly i was like I mean, it's like, girl, you, girl, you want to there, be, there you want a piece of this glower now. I mean, I still uh, think it's information. But I understand where you guys no, are from. I, I get that, but like, it's frustrating, especially if it's in a league that's a startup or it's new and it's people you haven't played with before. Like, you're, you're building relationships, um, like with trade partners. You don't want to, like, you don't want to build shitty relationships off the jump, right? Yeah, I agree. Um, and. <clears throat> And I think that's a mistake that a lot of people make because they're they're worried about like winning the trade or or that sort of thing. And the best thing you can do um, is is build the relationship, and the trades will come that you're looking for. To your point, Mike, my best trades have been with guys that I've played with for a long time, and we have this concept we call price check, which is mm-hmm. at any given point you can say price check this player, which basically is your way of saying I'm interested in this player. You come back to them with like essentially what it would take in more or less rookie pick value to get them. So it could be like one first, two first, three first, you know, 101 plus this, plus this, plus whatever. And then they kind of figure out from there, they can figure out player values too. And it works really well. And that's the quickest way I've ever gotten deals done. Nice. Sound like a Dr. Like Super book there for a second, Bobby. <laughs> one first, two first, <laughs> <laughs> Julio. <laughs> Dr. Seuss. That's uh, and and I think that <laughs> it's interesting <laughs> because I, I think that in Twitter Twitter culture Twitter dynasty culture, uh, I think that we're seeing well I don't know if we're seeing less of it, but I think one of the reasons that people don't necessarily want to throw out offers is because people don't want to be wrong with their values, and they don't want to either they don't want to come off and just you know be a subject on a podcast or be the subject <laughs> of like I, I i really think that's what a lot of people think sometimes because- no you're j j mike you're on to something and i and I'll, I'll i'll explain why in the goat leagues when, when i first started uh you know we we had action galore like it, it was just it was insane just trade after trade and we put out polls and we tweet out and and then we realized it kind of slowed down and then we we noticed guys were a little worried about what you know, because I was putting the guy's Twitter handle beside which side got what. Right. I haven't done that in a really long time with any goat league trades. If it's a really good one or a really big one, we'll say, you know what, you guys mind if we put out there? And I might not even put who the names are, but uh, you're you're onto something there. It, and and if you're a commissioner, or if you're running a league, and you want to brew up some action, uh, take no, note of that if you're putting out polls or if you're putting out the trades on Twitter, because guys might be hesitant. They don't want to lose that trade. J Mike's onto something there. And, and I think that oftentimes, even even if people say, you know, I don't care what other people say about my trade, I don't care, whatever. Like looking at looking at eighty eight twelve, 
not in your favor like doesn't feel very good right? like, that's not that's not the best look for your yeah i don't care I don't, you know i got what i wanted from the deal i don't care well you know 88% of a thousand people disagree with you sir so i'm about to try again although it's not good for us stop posting your trades you'll feel much better about them just stop yeah. right now. yeah that's so, that's a selfless thing yes yes get off twitter and he, bobby bobby and i are agree <laughs> Fuck out of here. Like, on here. <laughs> Dan and Bobby are skipping away from this one. Just I know, out into the sunset. Joe's going off yeah, the rails. Dan and I have been setting up this whole fight, but the whole time we've been planning our getaway. That's right. <laughs> Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Uh, no, that's a that's good stuff. And that was a great question. Thank you for that, JDS. <laughs> that's really good, man. People, yeah, I think uh and I've become one uh to to try to put a bow on this, I guess I, I've become one where Mike, just like you said, oftentimes if I specifically, if I know the person, I might try to do the dance with them to be able to talk through uh, what it looks like to, to get a deal done. And oftentimes, even now I've even gotten to the point where I'll send an offer of like something that, uh, well, I don't know if it would be my main, like, this is my absolute best offer, take it or leave it type of deal. But I'll send something that I think is at least fair or very, very close to, fair like the max and then like if, if that doesn't work and i'll counter with something wild then i'm just like all right cool that, that was fun thanks for thanks while it lasted but uh, at least hopefully it either gets a deal done or spark something to where uh, there's not a not a ton of back and forth uh because because i've i think i've come to the point where if i don't have necessarily a trade relationship with you i i don't know that i'm up for all of all of the back and forth like it's, it gets exhausting sometimes uh, and I, I don't know that I'm always for that, but I think that uh, if you take the time to build those relationships, like Mike said, uh, if special things can happen. Uh, you might end up with uh, th three three men in one set of jorts. You know what I'm saying? So, um, something Sounds like that. Gabe, <laughs> Gabe, I'm out of bullets, man. Skip right to the part where three men are in jorts and not like any of the lead up. Listen, that's that, that's that's for you and Dan to work out uh, <laughs> with your your Minnesota New York connection or whatever y'all cooking up. That's the jort play. I'll just be there so I don't get fined. <laughs> uh, all right. Um, I think I'm satisfied. I had to bring you're, us you're uh, to out. around to around this point, you know. <laughs> baiting you with the Devonte freeman thing i don't know where that spiraled but here we are uh about eight minutes left to two hours that's about the open bar episode length i don't care if you want an hour i don't care if you want an hour and a half two and a half this is the open bar we're ish okay uh so you all, you all, know, you all know the saying where it says uh, love finds a way uh the same can be said of Gabe and and getting this podcast to two hours. Uh, Gabe <laughs> finds a way. Uh, it's by, by force or by choice. Gabe will find a way. It's, I do it's it. beautiful, really. I do it. Um, <laughs> Fridge so is, big, got a shelf foot. Uh, <laughs> I'm <laughs> I'm performing. I'm performing that at a halftime show tomorrow. <laughs> No, you are not. <laughs> no, you're not. You are you are an internet pariah. That's what you've become. You you create songs about randomness, yeah, and then perform them. I'm yeah. listen, man. 
if there's anybody killing life greater than Gabe Gearing, I haven't met him. I don't know. Hundred percent, bro. Hundred. I was gonna say. I was gonna. I was gonna throw it in here eventually. Just what the so on the goat cast, as you guys know, I'm a bit technically challenged sometimes. So Dan, Dan, and our guests haven't been able to hear like the sound effects or the intro or the outro. People who don't know our podcast, the Goat District podcast, we got we got three different shows. Gabe is the intro and the outro for for two of those three, and the third one is just because he hasn't done it yet. I mean, otherwise, he, he's, he's, <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh shit, that's balling, this is huh? accurate. This oh is my accurate. god, I got some work oh, but, to do. I bet you yes, ought to put you those out, huh? But I'm yeah. just saying, man. Like people come on and they hear the 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 anthem for the Goat District podcast that they maybe haven't heard before, and they just lose. They're like, "How's this not Gabe's like best?" best beat and and i i gotta ask you man like i don't know your background i don't know how how like the the music background did you study or not but your shit is legit bro like how are you not putting something out there right now musically i am fantasy football twitter my niche market oh we hear that nice uh-huh. Don't you know the Pope listens. Dynasty. 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 I, listen, the on, all listen, on all of these On all of these plays. On all of these plays. What you gonna do next? Try to fill up that flex? Say Dan, that Dan, Dan, was, Dan was literally depressed. I was. Because he couldn't hear it the last few weeks. Ah. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the technical difficulties took it away. You know, I had to... You know, I always download our own podcast, but I actually had to listen to it to be able to. It's the hype music. You got the you got the warm up. You know, the spotlights on you. You know, and coming in, uh, wearing the door. Intro and then he stopped it. He's like, "All right, that's enough." Yeah. Uh, thank you, thank you. So for yeah, the, so when when is okay. when is the open bar getting it? own intro yeah, that's a great question <laughs> right there yeah I mean, come on uh this is the open bar opening bar actually i think i forgot this but come on guys they, look they don't fucking listen to the show j mike I mean, they don't listen there you got <laughs> so, so so the open bar uh little known fact the open bar was the breeding grounds for gabe's budding podcast intro career it was the, it was the open bar yeah. intro that people yeah. fell in love with and with that uh, yeah. I, I guess I don't go far cheers. back. Yeah, it's got that Cheers background. I love it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Small, it's small. It was yeah. it was a small little one to, to bring in, but then yeah, just kind of grew grew exponentially from there. Because Gabe, how many are you up to total now? Do you keep like track at all? I honestly don't know the number. I have to go. I have to go back and look. But I think it's I think it's like in the twenties. Last, t- last time I checked, you could definitely in, in twenty nineteen. So it's a potential. <laughs> it's a potential. Um, all right, yeah, chicken or crow, chicken or crow, yeah. He, um, he's got a double album, you know, he's got like a, a biggie double <laughs> album there, I, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> all eyes on me. <laughs> um, yeah, people need to quit, quit uh, leaving their podcasts. That's my, my only request <laughs> as mm. a intro producer and writer, record, whatever. I'm it's just playing. next album um, kitchen appliances, Gabe. What's that? Next album all about kitchen appliances. I think that's where I think that's where the EP's going, man. We've, we've got to do it. We've got to do it. Uh, had to give him, had to give him yeah, you know me. So G E. Yep. 
Yeah, you know. Oh, I need, I need to. I need to. I need to at Samsung. I don't know. I need to at Samsung. See if I can get in a commercial. If um, uh, right, if right, MF, with Cuisinart though is tiring. If MF Doom can do a whole album about food, you can certainly do one right. about kitchen appliances. Yep. By the way, miss if I didn't do this, Gabe. I have not podcasted with you since the announcement. I don't think I've talked to you not over text since the announcement. So congrats, sir. Very happy for you. For Thank you. Guys, if you don't know, Gabe and his wife are expecting, expecting right? Yeah. My little yeah. Here. That was my last little thing here. Congrats, brother. Thank yeah, you. Man bun in the oven. Is that hey, number yo. two? Is that number two for you guys? Number one. Oh, that's oh, number the one. The only one. Oh, that's huge, dude. Congrats, yeah. man. Hey, yo. Thank you. Not going full of rivers. Got it. He's he's gonna he or she is fully coming out with a man bun. You know that doesn't matter. Like I know ponytail the whole deal. Yep, going going back in. <laughs> not ready yet. It's not ready yet. If you didn't come out with a man bun, so that's awesome. Man. Mike the Mike the first the first step to seventeen kids is one man. So you gotta. He's, he's still on his way. I'll start somewhere. Indeed. First step. First step. And you're paired up with J. Mike. I mean, no, J. Mike's got a lot of experience, you know, so he can he can kind of guide you. He, he's like your shiny white. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, no, that's just normal. Oh, I was supposed to spit up all over you. All right, it's all good. F follow, follow me. Uh, I follow Philip Rivers. Okay. Oh wow! Can you imagine? Uh, and J. Mike has to go, as a matter of fact. <laughs> <You can go. laughs> uh, J. Thank you for all the nice things everyone just said about me. <laughs> but uh, appreciate it. J. Mike, you just um, put something up, and I, I agree. I think um, I'd be remiss if we did not have a little draft. So uh, to kind of go full circle, what do, how about we do this? We'll, we'll cross over with uh, Casper and we'll cross over with a fantasy football player that has, you know, been your actual Casper. Sammy Watkins is off the table. Okay, that one doesn't count. He's a Super Bowl champion. Oh, Don't put any disrespect on that man's name. So <laughs> Um, I don't know if there's any, should there be rules to this J Mike? Did it, did he have to be in a, a top 50 ADP or just, something? Uh, I really just want to go back to the part where you said, uh, Sammy Watkins is a Super Bowl champion. I just want to marinate there for a moment. Yeah. Uh, you remember the movie? Uh, I think it was, yeah, I think it was in the movie next Friday, okay. uh, where it was pinky pinky was in there, mm -hmm. uh, with his, with his, you know, dripping jury curl every which way. And he looks <laughs> talking about say it again, say it again. <laughs> Say it again. <laughs> That's kind of where I want to stay uh, when you said that. So I'm sorry. Um, I'm not you know, saying we it can again. Do, listen. <laughs> this is the this is the part where you where you, where you let your uh, creative fancy do what it does and create something beautiful. So I'm not I'm not going to put any fences or any hedges or any restraints on your creativity right now. This is where you do what you do best. Um, that's fine. Just, I think we could all probably think of a player that ghosted you in 2019. It, it doesn't have to, it doesn't have to be on a comeback. He could be dead and gone forever on his Justin Timberlake, but wh whatever you're feeling, okay. <laughs> um, just a player that, uh, that ghosted you. Okay. A player that ghosted you in 2019. Okay. We're just get one through six. Um, I, I wanted to go, I wanted to go on the, the female route, but, or, or just a partner route, but I thought that was too deep for the open bar. 
you know, Bobby's wife is right there. Okay. Um, we, we know J Mike's watching being watched. Okay. So we, 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 we got to, yeah, we got to keep this a little bit, um, open bar rated. Uh, so just players, players that ghosted you in 2019 and Dan, you are the one Oh one. We're going to do a little loop de loop. According to my screen, Dan, you're the one Oh one. How's it feel? Who ghosted you in 2019? Oh man, 2019. It's a little bit more tough. I mean, as far as like over the past few years, I definitely go Tyler Eifert because I still, you know, <laughs> I, I, I still keep texting him all the time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, oh, for 2019, I don't know. It would be uh, I would say it would be the combo of um, Geronimo Allison and uh, Marquez nice. Valdez Scantling. Mm, you know, that's, that's that that was one of those things where I figured, you know, if you get both, one of them's going to come through for you. And yeah, no. Yeah, we were fighting for so long about who it was going to be, and right. it wasn't. Yeah. So the answer was no. Yeah. <laughs> the, if anything, the answer was Alan uh, Lazard, Lazard. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it, 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 he was just sort of barely a pulse, you know, for a while. Occasional. It was like, is he breathing? I think, I think that one might be breathing. Yep. <laughs> the other two, we know they're dead, but that one, he might be breathing. Just real okay. quick, Lazard seems like a name out of dodgeball. Kind of reminds me of like the Blade <laughs> Razor Blazer. All the other Azers. <laughs> Why'd you put a D at the end of your name, Laser? Laser. <laughs> Laser. <laughs> Alan Laser. Holy shit. <laughs> uh, uh, all right, Bobby. Who uh, else did you? Yeah, football player. Uh, man, football player. All right. So I yeah, slip yeah. one's DMs constantly, was hyping them up. You're the best thing to ever happen to me. Talking to all this love on them, saying, "Oh, you should have been drafted over Saquon Barkley." Josh Rosen, step on down. Mm-hmm. Breaks my heart to say, but he just ghosted the hell out of me. Hurt me on a lot of my superflex teams because I bought in thinking. Oh, he's so good. People don't even know he's going to take this Dolphins job and just run with it. And then he got beat out by Ryan Fitzpatrick. So, you know, it's fine. I might still slide into his DMs next season. We'll see. Just a little bit. I can't let go totally, but he's definitely not uh, responding at all. Hmm. Ouch. Ouch, indeed. I don't don't know if uh, anyone's responding to him either. Cause he's, he's asking for work and <laughs> they ain't hitting him back. Uh, all right. What do we got next here? The third Mike who ghosted you in 2019? Oh man. Uh, for me, it's, it's gotta be, it's gotta be Ebron. We talked about him a little bit before I made a pretty good investment in him. Uh, and, uh, and I, I got him on the cheap, like the season before last season, and with all the with all the rumors of moving around and whatnot. And I, I felt like this, like he was going to pay dividends this season because uh, I don't pay much for tight ends, and he he didn't do much at all. It was a real bummer. This is true. Yeah, that that one hurt. Yeah. yeah. It, it, Andrew Luck did not consider any of our feelings when he just decided to take his ball and go home. So no. I'm still a little bit bitter about that. 
That certainly didn't help the situation. <laughs> yep. Speaking of your tight ends um, that we're, we're trying to build this bridge between the elite and the, uh, the dust that becomes elite, mm. uh, Ebron could not build that bridge for us. Unfortunately <laughs> not. <laughs> All right, J.D., yeah, I'm I'm kind of a, along the same lines. I, I'm looking at tight end. There's uh, in those rosters I did not invest highly. Uh, you know, where it kind of remind me that I should have is, is Vance McDonald. Like, dude, just did he was under Ugh. six points I think in every week except for two. He went for 22 in week two against Seattle, uh, and then he think he put up 14 uh, against Indy against my Colts in week nine. Otherwise, dude was he's one of those guys you kept putting in your lineup thinking he's gonna pop just because of. You know, AB gone and and everything going on in uh, in Pittsburgh. The the quarterbacks coming in and maybe hoping you, that that they're going to rely on the tight end, but that just never happened. Man, Vance was just a waste of space. Another tight That's end cool. down. <laughs> Too and, soon. and it supports the argument, right? Just spend yeah, on the guys that are going to produce for you at that position. You know. Yes. The middle no questions. Indeed. All right, J. Mike, who hurt you? I could I could flip a coin here, uh, and, I, and I'm going to definitely say both names. Uh, in the super secret, uh, super secret uh, Peter Howard Twitch uh, gatherings that he has, uh, we were all getting in a frenzy and excited about uh, what David Johnson was going to do this season. Uh, we thought, man, he's really the guy that's going to be vaulted up to like running back. I don't know, like two, three, like just something amazing. And you don't have to pay RB, you know, top five RB price for him. Uh, fast forward, here we are. And David Johnson is an afterthought. And you can probably get him for uh, a mid to late second if, you, if you're really feeling uh, nasty. Maybe less. But yeah, or even less, true. Uh, <laughs> which the people selling will probably just be so bitter about it. They don't even, they won't even do it. Pride, pride's a pride's a terrible thing, guys. Don't 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 be so prideful to not get out from under. Anyway, uh, the, but the the guy that I really want to say here uh, is Carryon Johnson. Uh, Carryon Johnson was a guy that I was very confident uh, would uh, ascend into the stratosphere, if you will, of top uh, running back echelon, if you will. And all the all the pieces were in play. He had Daryl Bevel come in uh, as his offensive coordinator. We saw what he did in Seattle for years. Uh, we saw and and even uh, Bobby on Superflex. I was thinking Stafford was going to die this season because of the <laughs> fact that he was with Bevel and like I just got Detroit all wrong. I, I need a Mia Copa on all of Detroit, uh, but but it's it's carry on. Carry on uh, should have ascended and. Uh, injury bug got him again and now we're left thinking and hoping what could be uh with a really really gross situation and we're not we don't feel great about it so uh, yeah carry on left me uh, left me on red for a long time hmm. j mike you hurt me deeply only to build me back up again and i really appreciate it because i got you first, fam. first you mentioned david johnson who i drafted with like the second overall pick in sfd yeah. so you know it's fine <laughs> But then you mentioned carry on and that made me feel better and brought a smile to my face because before the season, I stupidly traded for Andrew Luck in a super flex league, right? And oh, I traded a first in Matt Ryan. I was feeling like I could quit ghost. fantasy. And then my friend goes, oh, I see you need a quarterback. I see you got that there, carry on Johnson. You really like carry on Johnson. But I'm going to offer you Josh Allen for him. I was like, Josh Allen, he's gross. 
but I guess I have to do this. And then it worked out so well for me. Oh, wow. <laughs> you should be wow. ashamed. Yeah, wow. you should. That's man. Wow. Jeez. Well done. Well done. Yeah, my best trade I lucked into, like, regrettably. I was like, well, I guess. That's all of us, though, right? That's all of our best trades. We, we bump our heads on something beautiful. <laughs> I think I think you ghosted carry on on that. Yeah, that wasn't nice, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Gabe. All right. Up the rear. I'm, all I, right. I'm waiting. I'm waiting for the one player that nobody said. Really? Yeah. Is it's all on you. Player? Yeah. It's, it's got. A, I, I know who it is. So really? Do you know? There's only there's only one answer that that's like glaring. Yeah, yeah. I know who it is too. <laughs> is it is it's it really that you, obvious? Gabe. Oh, because of, like you mean like Andrew Luck, like that obvious? No, or, or, no. no. Oh, okay, it, like it, a player, player. Because I don't think yeah, that his, counts. I don't think he really counts. His um, name his name rhymes with, with his name's rhyme rhymes with doo doo. Yeah, Biff Booth. yeah, I was gonna say. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't want yeah, to hear that one. Just hurt way too much. Oh, that's not even the one I was thinking. Yeah. Mine rhymes. I wasn't. Yeah, I wasn't thinking yeah. of that either. That is a good one, though. I mean, yeah, it, it seemed like Deontay Johnson <laughs> and James Washington are the wide receiver one A one B in Pittsburgh. Like, what in the world? That yeah, that is a good one. I, I actually was thinking of a of a different um just a I mean. Just a player that I think a lot of people were on the fence about, but I, I, I think that those who were in belief were like really in belief that it was going to happen with uh, Dante Pettis and just that San Francisco offense. I mean, Shanahan and th there needed to be like a guy and Pettis appeared to be the guy and Samuel wasn't ready. And I mean, Emmanuel Sanders wasn't even there yet and wasn't going to be Trent Taylor or whatever. I don't know. Like Dante Pettis appeared to be that number one dude. And and he was at a, a decent price too. I mean, that's why it wasn't like a huge, like letdown, you know, because it was still probably like a late first, early second type of guy. But I mean, it, it was a little disappointing to not hit on a guy that could have um, propelled up into that kind of third, fourth round startup stratosphere had things broke his way. So, yeah. Yep. Kyle Shanahan's Trader just Trader, Trader Joe is feeling me. <laughs> oh, Antonio Brown. Yeah. That's that, that. I thought you guys were going for Antonio Brown. I, yeah. I don't know if you can call that like ghosting or Casper because he like, Well, if you if you go to the yeah, beginning of the 2019 offseason, I mean it was you know, he was yeah. still somebody. Nobody I guess I was just counting players that like played. Well, he played. <laughs> that, that, that even like, uh, he yeah, played Instagram. Okay. Yeah, and well, no, no he played against Miami. <laughs> I mean, he had a, he had a game. He was on. He was, he was a thing, man. He was going to happen. No, a Antonio Brown. What he did was the the equivalent oh. of reading your text message, then going like going to Burning Man, filming <laughs> himself live, getting getting just buck wild nasty with any and everything around you. <laughs> And then burning a big statue of you in effigy. Like, that's what Antonio Brown did. That was not a ghosting. That was just a well, full-on blaze of glory. I, I was out in Vegas. No for, doubt. I was out in Vegas for the, uh, you know, the high-stakes drafting out there. And with the Antonio Brown saga going on, I mean, it was like, uh, you know, all of a sudden there was this rumor that he was going to sign with the team, you know, because he'd just gotten released by the Raiders. And, you know, so people were all over the map. I mean, his value was just zooming up and down draft boards the entire, you know, like three days from, you know, like Thursday, Friday, Saturday uh, before opening weekend. So it was it was it was pretty hilarious. 
I mean, I was just like celebrating, Hey, I got Antonio Brown in the fifth round. And, and then it ended up just turning to crap. And there were other people celebrating that they got him in like the third round or second round. Yeah. When I think of him, I think uh shout out to my boy Swags who uh, we talked a lot because because I'm a Raiders fan and I, and he was like, "What do you feel about this as a Raiders fan?" I'm like, "Dude, when he came in, I was like, no," nah. and then when he left, I was like, "Yeah, thank God." Um, and and it just you know it, it's sad though. It's sad to see the way that it's gone, you know, for him. But uh, but man, like he was all over that like don't do it wagon. So shout out to him for being the clairvoyant on the uh, and not being fooled. By the smoke and mirrors on the uh, on the Antonio Brown saga. <laughs> Way to go, Swags! He's definitely doing a good job of promoting those uh, bag of dicks, though. I mean, <laughs> right? On the periscope, like, yo, what's up? Not only am I crazy, but I'm throwing bags of dicks at my wife, my kids, and the cops. Yeah. Sign. Oh my gosh! Yeah. Oh. What Swags was? Yep. <laughs> no. no. <laughs> Somehow I doubt that. <laughs> uh, he's too good of a guy for that. <laughs> That's I the mean, worst case of you know. slander you've ever done. <laughs> <laughs> and and bag of dick anymore. stock just kind of went. <laughs> <laughs> you say a whole bag. <laughs> 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 Jay Lake is dead. <laughs> I am not. I am not titling the episode "Bag of Dicks," guys. But you gotta, you gotta wonder though. Like, how how did he have the bag like ready for that? In- That's what I keep thinking. I'm like, oh, does he have a box of these things, like a case in a cupboard somewhere, like a safe? No, thing? it's. You know, it's all choreographed. I mean, it was just product placement right there. You know, the whole situation <laughs> from it's, it's all choreographed. He's, he's like, it's like, it's like a, it's like a big giant WWE saga, you know, and we're all just being played. Yeah. So he's, he's like the, the Elon Musk of jujubes and he's just like starting a new, a new wave with these, these bags of dicks. That Bag of dicks brought to you by Antonio Brown. <laughs> oh, I'm not going to jump in on that one and say sponsored by the open bar. That's not our, this is not the time. You're better. You're better off sponsoring jorts. <laughs> yes. Yeah. I, okay. I'll take the skyline chili. Fuck. <laughs> 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 Jorts and bags of dicks. Wow. Oh, God. <laughs> and it all started with Dan's legs. <laughs> We've come full circle. Hey, that was off camera. <laughs> the pasty whites. Okay. Um, well, we need to say goodbye to people now. <laughs> here we, I was like, Bye. 30 minutes later, here we are. <laughs> okay. Uh, let's say goodbye to all of our friends here. This was a spectacular time let's start with uh i don't remember where we started to begin with but let's go goat district jd what do you have to say to the people share what you need to say 
Yeah, I want to thank uh, you and J Mike for uh, for having Dan and I. This is, this has been a blast, man. It's been fun. It's it's always it's always nice to not have to host and and record and do all, all that technical stuff and just kind of to hang back and talk fantasy, especially with a bunch of good dudes like uh, J Mike said. And and this is definitely a good bunch. So we appreciate the opportunity. I'm at Goat District. Uh, we we put out uh, three shows now. We've got a third one coming out in the next couple of weeks. Ballin, uh, which is going to focus on best ball. We've got the Goat District, which is the flagship. And then quarter milli billies, which is basically me and Dan trying to chase that big money on the FFPC. So join us on the weekly. We're uh, 365 all year round, at least one show a week. We talk player values, dynasty trades, best ball, high stakes, fantasy, whatever you guys want to talk about. Tag us on your trades. Hashtag always be trading. And uh, again, we appreciate uh, the opportunity. Thanks a lot, guys. It's been a, a good time. Is the So what is the deal with the quarter milli billies going into 2020? it just be another another kind of how you did it last year basically yeah so we initially it was uh the, the football guys uh championship which is the the redraft full season tournament they have on ffpc and then we we extended it and got uh, into the playoff challenge which is for half a million dollars and uh, we actually had the winner on um a couple weeks ago uh, last week okay. uh, austin martin but uh, we're hoping to to kind of keep it going, and every year, you know, making the attempt during the season and then the off season, so that maybe one year we hit it, and then we don't have to come on shows like this. No, I'm just joking, man. Facts. We'll still come on, but it'll uh, be our show then. Yeah, <laughs> we, we officially bought the open bar. Yeah, yeah. La- last week we, we didn't had even a know takeover. Yeah, we're we're the new hosts, man. Last week you guys had a new host coming. Hey, yeah, <laughs> true. We just rotate through. Um, so y'all are indeed on a quest for the best. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get, I'll get to it on the ballin'. Okay. I owe y'all one. I, I actually completely forgot. So, <laughs> oh, good. We have relief one well, you know, it's not <laughs> like you have anything going on in your life or anything, Gabe. Yeah, not yeah. At all. Uh, yeah. Gabe, all right. Priorities straight, man. Priorities, brother. Yeah. No sweat. No sweat. I'll, I'll get you. Um, all right. We'll, uh, we'll, we'll swing it over. We'll, we'll have a little goat sandwich here. Okay. Um, so Mike, the third, the third, Mike, you are next. My friends say, say it, man. Say hi to your mom, you know, say hi to my mom. I don't care. <laughs> uh, I'm not the kind of rude guy who says hi to someone else's mom. Uh, <laughs> uh, also strange to be sandwiched between a couple of goats. Never thought that would happen, but, <laughs> but, uh, give me that bleat hey, sound. Yeah. Ooh. But Hey, um, I'm at the third Mike. So, um, uh, so I run board bets for uh, at Fantasy Fit Football Breakdown. Uh, a couple of great guys, Swags a Two Drink, uh, throwing good content out there. And then um, I do a lot of editing for DynastyFootballFactory.com as well, too. Lots of great people on there uh, doing great work with with articles, constant retweets at thethirdmike.com if you want to read some cool stuff. They put stuff out every single day, even in the non-point scoring season. Uh, we're always building over there. Hashtag always be building. So um, with that being said, uh, that is me. You can find me everywhere at, at the third Mike, except for Instagram, which is at the third Mike everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> What happened? Why are we laughing? Oh, the bag of dicks? More bag of dicks? 
Wow. Yeah. No, I uh, I'm going to be busy tonight. Thanks, Trader Joe. Oh my god. <laughs> my goodness. All right. Uh, <laughs> Bobby. Um, not speaking of bag of dicks, that was a coincidence. But um, what what do you have to say to the people? Uh, yeah, so you can find me at Rec Fantasy. That's R-E-K-E-B Fantasy. You can find my maybe or maybe not Daniel Jones article at DLF Football. <laughs> and I will also make this the first public announcement that the Zuperflex pod will be coming back. Uh, this year, season, we are going to focus primarily on the animals impacted by the Australian wildfires. So make sure to check that out because you'll learn a lot about those animals and also might be able to help them out. So that's all I got. You know, and I was I, I I don't know why I hesitated, but when when I type in all the the little um, handles and I usually put people's shows in there, I, I was gonna put soup, super flex, but uh, wasn't sure. So, well, there you go. It is coming. Here we are. Here we I'm are. Just a busy grad student, and uh, now that I've met Matt in person, I want to hang out with him more virtually. So you know, I just said let's do the pod again. It was a question. It was like, I don't you know. Don't didn't want to do a pod with me. What was our meeting not satisfactory, Bobby? Um, um, let's move on to the next. Carry on to Awkward. the next goat of the goat. I'm just kidding, Bobby. Uh, Dano, what have you got to say about that one girl that left you back in 2001? <laughs> in other words, she ghosted you. So anyway, yeah. Thanks for uh, thanks for having us, uh, JD. Pretty much, will let you know where you can find all the good goat district things happening. I would just like to say thanks for our two hour and twenty three minute uh, lead in to the Bobby versus Dan fifteen <laughs> down throwdown that's happening next week on the goat district. So make sure you make sure you tune in and listen. Bobby and I are gonna get down to the jorts and we are gonna go at it, and the winner gets a bag of dicks. <laughs> In one corner, a man who owns a Corvette. In the other, a graduate student with no money. <laughs> Fighting for a bag of dicks. <laughs> and on this on this uh, link that um, uh, Trader Joe sent out, I'm, I'm already putting dicks in the cart. Um, and there, there are options to the dicks. There are glitter dicks. There's dick confetti and standard bag of dicks. Does anyone have uh, oh my gosh. an oh idea my of where God. to go with this? Uh, can you I like, I, li it? I like the way glitter dicks rolls off the tongue. <laughs> can, you, can you supersize it? And, and scene. All right. <laughs> All right, J. Mike, you're next. What have you got to say? Yeah, I'm going to speed through this. <laughs> this is a... Uh, I'm done. I'm dead inside. Uh, to the chat, appreciate y'all, man. Everybody, uh, even the people who are here at the two-hour and 24-minute mark, Trader Joe, uh, <laughs> Big Bill McCarthy, appreciate y'all. Uh, Peter, obviously, Peter Howard, thank you. Uh, Zach came in as well. But anyway, uh, chat, appreciate y'all. To our guests, uh, humble to be able to kick it with y'all. Thank you all for sticking with us much longer than anticipated. <laughs> and uh, we, had, we had a good time, a lot of laughs, so appreciate y'all for sticking it out. Uh, but truly, it's it, it's our pleasure to be able to uh, to really chop it up with you guys. This is fantastic. Uh, to everyone that's checking us out via podcast form, obviously, uh, whether it be Apple uh, Podcasts, whether it be Google Play, 
Stitcher, Spotify, wherever it is. Show your boys some love. Share with a friend if you would. We appreciate it. Uh, five-star rating if you would. We'd appreciate that as well. Uh, and if you don't want to give us any kind of five-star rating, that's fine too. Uh, we just uh, are grateful for the time that you're spending with us in your earbuds now as you're working out, as you're traveling from work, uh, whatever you're doing, uh, m- making it happen, ordering bags of uh, nether regions, whatever you got to do in life, man. We, we're glad that we can assist you and get you through. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at jmicheck, at jmicheck. You can find uh, the show's handle at the open bar pod on Twitter and my better half, my main man, Bungie, genius, the MC, uh, Mr. Gearing, if you nasty uh, and the, the, the podcast Fridge co-host so with the big. most uh, Mr. Fridge. So big himself. That's my favorite one. Fridge. So big. Uh, juicy. Uh, anywho, on Twitter <laughs> at FF man bun. Gabe, take us home. I just typed in dicks by mail <laughs> into my web browser. and I don't think I should have done it. <laughs> Is this a work PC? <laughs> that's, that's why I don't think I should have done it. <laughs> I just realized, like, why didn't I just stay on my phone? Damn it. What, what's that option in the uh, go, go to a new incognito window? Yeah. And this was the last episode of The Open Bar. <laughs> J. Mike is looking for a new bag. I mean, a new host. FF out of work. All right. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, this was just spectacular. Uh, this was fun, though. I we um we're we're cha- we're we're inching towards uh, uh, Brian or Russ's record. I don't know which has it, but um, mm. I, I think we're close. close. So, you know, you guys can say that you were close. Close. I We're the goats, man. We want to take this thing down. Let's oh, do shit, Jay Mike. <laughs> oh, Jay Mike. No. I mean, JD don't know. <laughs> I, got oh. a couple, I got a couple of grades we can talk about here. <laughs> oh, look at that. <laughs> Would you look at that? No, I we, mean, if, like, if, if we are going to be working with a bag of dicks here, don't we want to have the longest? <laughs> <laughs> I hear it's, it's about girth. girth. It's all about girth, guys. Come on. Uh, hey, ask Philip. After that one. Ask Philip. I am dead inside. Oh, my God. <laughs> Turn the camera off. Oh man! (laughs) Hurry up, game! I know we ain't gonna make it. We ain't gonna make it. (laughs) All right, this was this was spectacular. You you can go, uh, (laughs) J. Mike. Can I? No, never mind. I won't put that on a shirt. Okay, you can go to our store. I just think it would look cool with like the tea. Oh, bro. <laughs> All right. As uh, long as it's glittery. Goes off the tongue, man. Theopenbar.storeenvy.com. Go buy some merch or something. I don't know. Or just do a review. Or just come hang out with us every Tuesday, 9.30 Eastern-ish. Do your thing. J. Mike's lined us up for years in terms of guests. Uh, make sure you stay till the end because then you're going <laughs> to – you might you just might miss out on something like this. Uh beautiful, beautiful last 45 minutes or so of this show. So uh put your drinks up, fellas, whether you've got one or not. Okay, a fist works, a clear open water bottle. It all it's it's all love, baby. 
Okay. Um, absolutely fantastic. And shoot. We'll see y'all next week. Dicks. I mean, deuces. <laughs> <laughs>